You are listening to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to listen to ours. And remember, please, 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 if you dig what we do, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating. Ratings really help us get the word out there. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash swordchomp, and look for all the ways you can support us if you are so inclined to do so. We have an intimate show today, um, as there's just three of us. And uh, one of the final shows for our, our best mate, Fish, here. Um, so it's going to be a fun one. You don't want to miss it. And we have, you know, it's our final crunch before Game of the Year next week. Josh, wink, wink. Oh, was that it? Oh, hold that, on. That was the oh. segue. Oh. You got you to gotta give me lead up to it. Right, let me try it again. Let me try it again. <laughs> okay. Let me try it again. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We have our final crunch before Game of the Year. There we go. There, there, there we go. Uh, that was actually in the notes already. I didn't have to change anything. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> but the highest quality podcast, podcasting around, really. I mean, where are you going to get that? Anywhere. You can't. Um, before our New Year's break, of course, and we have Game of the Year next week, two massive shows for you, which are going to be hopefully the highlight of your entire life. God damn it. Um, we have a smorgasbord, if you will, of games to... Uh, catch up on today, Untitled Goose Game, Fire Emblem, Nights with Bikes, Stillness in the Wind, Sekiro, Disco Elysium, Arise, and more. I went to sing disco music, but I couldn't remember any disco music. Um, I may not even know what disco music is. Really? Which I, the Bee that's, that's the fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, sing it, Fish. Give me some Bee Gees. I... I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> you right can't now. think of a single. You're gonna give me shit. You just name a band name. You don't even have <laughs> I know a song. I, I know the VGs are disco. I'm oh pretty sure. Oh my god! God but damn it! Dun, 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 dun. Hey, you can't tell by the way I'm not I'm a woman man. No time to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was an era where people with big penises were having a lot of fun. We wouldn't have had any fun fish. We would have been left out. Were they? They wore bell bottoms I mean, back then. The bell bottoms were very speed. wide at the bottom, fairly mm. tight in the crotch. That's true. Mm. Maybe it was inhibiting the growth. Yeah, uh, it's possible. You know, oh, it's like yes. I just think of, <laughs> I like to think of maybe it was like a like the Roman days when we talked about how you know it was dignified to have a tiny penis. I mean, that's how the disco era was. Mm. You know, unspoken. Um. I can dream. Uh, anyways, uh, the, those are not technically my real intros, but we have we have two cool topics of the show today, guys. Um, so the first topic is basically like a question bucket. I try to do this once at the end of every year, if you guys notice, where basically I just let the listeners ask us anything they want, and we dig into there. It's just it's just anything you want to fucking ask us, go for it. Um, but the primary topic of the show. Kind of came at the last minute, and I, I really wanted to talk about this with you guys because I think it's interesting, um, whether you agree with me or not. So I wrote this uh, long article for our Instagram page, um, and I'm going to use that as a segue when we get into the topic here in just a moment. Normally, I start off the show with a little monologue, and I do want to read that. But um, because you guys have already chimed in here, let's get to some quick introductions. But basically, the topic of the show is going to be about difficult games, like winning game of the year. Like, is there a level of exclusion there? Um, and uh, people who feel left out because those games are just so brutal. Games like Sekiro winning game of the year in a lot of places. A game that's going to be difficult 
you know, for anyone. I mean, I've been playing games my whole life and it causes me hell. Um, and I got a lot of crazy responses, uh, crazy good responses from the at Swordchomp Instagram page. So we're going to have a dialogue directly with the fans. Um, but let's get to those intros. Fish uh, from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp finishing out his stint here. And much like his last Tinder match, he's about to ghost us all here in about two weeks. <laughs> so, That's right. So. Going to leave some weird text ending with me saying that I'm going to meet up with you and... Mm-hmm. You know, it just never falls through because I just end up deleting the app, to trying to delete you out of my life. So <laughs> it's kind of, I just gonna love like it was just wait, just wait till January first, guys, and fish just disappears. Don't say I didn't warn you. Um, no, I'm sure fish won't completely disappear. We have social media now, so mm-hmm. just don't go into social media blackout. Oh, but people do do that though. Yeah, I it's know. always interesting to see people, you know, leave for like a month or so. Like, I had somebody that I followed actually recently, like, refollowed me back and like sent me a message saying, "Oh, I was I got off of social social media for a few months," and I was like, "Wow, that must have been nice, you know, not having social media." And like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that type of stuff because like every once in a while, like I'll just get bored and I'll just want to look you know, at what's going on on social media and see what my friends are up to. And to put that type of blackout on that is, is a little weird, I guess. Yeah. You got to stay connected. That's what Kojima teaches us. Um, it's all connected. Do you say Kojima or Kojima? A lot of people say Kojima. I've noticed. Kojima. Wow. Yeah. No. I hear a lot of people saying Kojima. I, I'm I, who says that? I've, I've never heard that. This is the first time it. I've ever people heard say that. It. Say it. It's Kojima. Kojima. That's what I, say. I don't know. Kojima. How, are, how are you picking this up even? Is it, is it, is it people Maybe saying that or you just you read it well, that because, way in your head enough times? That well, you're... because it's spelled K O J I M A, right? And I would think the pronunciation yes. would be for Jima would be. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I promise you I've heard it and I will get clarification. I've always said Kojima myself. There we go. So. Well, Hmm. That's it. Do you, do you say vagina? <laughs> is that how you say it? In your well, head? it's you know I'm not Japanese. It is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> vagine, vagine, hang like sleeve of wizard. Um, that was a bad boy voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, vagine, hang like snout of drowsy. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, who sent somebody's? Oh, Rich. Yeah, our good friend Rich sent us a drowsy this week, and then I was imagining someone having sex with a drowsy snail. Uh, of course, you were. It's been a it's been a dark week. That's Josh over there, uh, from Michigan. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Josh. Mm. I mm. <laughs> I Josh had a uh, I I tried to coerce Josh into streaming Disco Elysium so I could talk to him about it, and he had he found a way to die in the first seven minutes, and it was amazing. Um, I did not know you could do that, and it was it was great. I don't think that's really a spoiler to tell people that you can die in the first. No, seven minutes. no, that yeah. it actually is probably the way that first character would have gone out because I was we were, we were kind of making up the character and we we're gonna role play fairly strictly uh, on the stream there and so I made this uh, character with basically no 
no physical endurance there because he was just a washed up <laughs> yeah. old cop who kind of, you know, had seen better days. And uh, mm-hmm. we immediately made a short jump to try to catch our tie off of a, off of a fan that had been stuck on. Just, just a little hop to try to grab it. And we had a heart attack and died. Yeah, it was crazy. Yes. Well, so I guess yeah, you wake up in a drunken stupor and your clothes are everywhere, including like your tie hanging from a ceiling fan. And you tried to just jump up and grab it, thinking nothing of it, and mm-hmm. failed the roll, I guess, the check roll. Yep. Um, but you didn't have any health to fall I, back I didn't on. have any health, so the one damage just killed me immediately. Uh, it was funny. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Damn, that's that's one of the cool things I was hoping <laughs> about that game is that you could compare your story with other people and hopefully be like, this weird shit happened to me.' You know, mm-hmm. uh, that shit was funny though. <sighs> it really was. Yeah. So I'm on my second playthrough now. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, glad you're here, Josh. Should be a lot of fun. Did you finish all your chips? Or all, is all your crunching gone? I did. I finished okay. the chips. We're we're safe now. Chomping. Safe from the crunching. Okay, fair enough. Um, and yeah, of course, I am General Mountain Time uh, Morgan from Montana. And yeah, it should be an, uh, a weird show. It's a weird vibe because this is our second to last show of the year. Um, and if you count the Game of the Year shows, we usually split those into two massive shows. And of course, uh, Fish is uh, moving on to um, not greener pastures. They're uh, dying, dead pastures of dread and despair. Um, good pastures for a husk. Yeah, good mm-hmm. pastures for a husk. Nice and dusty, yep. <laughs> dusty pastures. Um, and uh, in a couple of weeks, so there's going to be... So it's kind of weird because Shay couldn't make it this week because he's doing stuff, uh, important stuff. Um, and we couldn't find a good feeling in time. So this is it, guys. It's going to be an intimate show. Just me, you, and you. <laughs> I almost said me and you, but it's me, you, and you. Both the views that I'm looking at. Hmm. Um, and you, the listener. All of you. It's going to be great. It's going to wow. be like when you go to see a band play in like a tiny arena, you know, and they're like, they're like right next to you. It's like intimate. Even the metaphor doesn't really work at all, but just imagine that somehow it does. Um, the topic of the show this week is basically the idea of difficulty. and. Ga- so I was thinking a lot about this, and I sort of caught myself. I had some issues with even what I was saying, and I thought it'd make for a cool mini topic because it came out of nowhere. And I know both of you guys have played uh, a good amount of games like Sekiro and the Dark Souls games, so it's a good, uh, a good conversation we could have. Uh, in particular after Game of the Year. So, here's what I will do. I have a lot of great comments from the Instagram community, and I want to talk to you guys about it, because I think this will be pretty interesting, okay? Uh, oh, and I do want to say real quickly that we normally do polls at the end of the show, and we will, but it's Game of the Year. So I have the first round of voting for our Game of the Year, which is cool to see how Chomp Nation votes, because, you know, wherever you go out there, whether it's a big site like IGN or a smaller place that we love, like Giant Bomb or the Game Awards, it's cool to see how people vote. Like, I'll give you a hit. For example, Fire Emblem didn't even make it out of the first round for us, which pissed me off, but that got the most votes at the Game Awards for the player's choice. I, that doesn't make any sense, right? It's just interesting to to see how mm. that stuff works out. So, it's cool. So, we'll have those polls in the first round of our own Game Awards voting. Uh, and basically, those just kind of consume poll day, and I just get rid of all the normal silly questions until the new year. Anyways, this is what I wrote, guys. So this is a short article I wanted to read for you guys, and 
definitely, if there's disagreement I want to talk about with you guys, I know a lot of people were definitely quick to call me a jabroni on the social media. Uh, They were not happy with this. And look, there's some things that I wrote in here that I had to think about being like, maybe I don't completely agree with it either. But I spent a lot of time writing it and then I took it down because it was just getting slaughtered um, because I feel like I couldn't properly, like people were were quickly jumping on it and I wanted a chance to explain it. So then I changed it to the topic of the week. Well, I mean, to be fair, you only had 140 characters to do it in. So uh, it can be tough to get that across. It's true. It's only, only 140. Yeah. I only had 140 characters to piss people off with. Um, but I thought a lot about this because it was something, it's just kind of the way my brain works. This is something that I was thinking about a lot that might sound silly to people. Here we go. <clears throat> I will read this because I wrote it. So because I took it down from Instagram, at least it will live somewhere. If I may have a moment of your time today, this is starting to sound like a political pitch of some sort. And maybe in some ways it is. I'm politicking for inclusion when it comes to the Game of the Year awards, specifically the Game Awards. Sekiro is the only game nominated for Game of the Year that does not have multiple difficulty options. I've been playing games since I was six years old. I care enough about the industry to devote my free time to a gaming-centric podcast, and Sekiro still frustrates the shit out of me. Um, I plan on sticking with the damn thing because I love the combat and the art direction. My qualm is not with the game itself or the creators. I believe in offering easier difficulty options, um, but at the end of the day, that is the developer's artistic decision. It's at their discretion. I respect that. However, Game of the Year should be something that anybody with even a mild familiarity to video games should be able to at least experience. I don't believe games without more accessibility options or difficulty options should be nominated for something like Game of the Year at the Game Awards. And that was the part that people did not like. Um, Not because it can't be your personal Game of the Year. But it feels wrong to represent our medium with those sorts of games. I know I'll take some shit for this, but inclusion is important. Options are important. The Game Awards are actually getting a lot more important, too. The Game Awards were live-streamed by more than 45 million people. I know uh, you know, Jeff Keighley will probably never see this post, but the Game Awards... Well, it took it down, so he's definitely not going to see it. Uh, <laughs> but, but the Game Awards are important for our growing industry. How many of those people who voted for Sekiro even finished it? Perhaps we need to rephrase the summary for Game of the Year as it appears on the Game Awards official website. As it reads... This is my revision of what they have on their website. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Also, get good. Now, <clears throat> that was my uh, my my qualm, I would say, to open with you guys. is not with the games. I'm even okay with them getting a nomination, so I'll take that part of it back. But I was talking to my wife about this, and she's like, really? That game that you, you throw your controller at every day is, was Game of the Year? And she's like, if I wanted to play that, there's no way in fucking hell I could get five minutes into that game. And that seems unfair. And I'm like, I kind of see where you're coming from. Like, I, you don't have to engage in the options, but everything else there was given an option. And when I think about a game like Sekiro, that a lot of people might pick up and give it a shot now, I'm really enjoying Sekiro. I'm actually still playing it, despite the hell I'm going through. But there is something almost to that, the validity of that argument, I think, for me, as far as, like, awarding something the very top honor in our world that is at least to some degree accessible by everyone. Even something like Cuphead had easier options. Um, 
And people did not like that. At least some of them didn't. Some people did. I should read some of the nice comments too. But um, I want to get you guys' thought on... I think you guys get what I'm saying in principle. This is nothing against Sekiro. This is against sort of the idea of of what I'm saying there with difficulty options and, and especially big awards like Game of the Year. I actually won GameSpot's Game of the Year award too. It seems to be kind of winning a lot more of these awards than I would have expected. Um, and this is not a personal diatribe against Sekiro. I, I believe Sekiro will probably end up in my top 10. So this is not like I don't like Sekiro. I do. I actually really like it a lot. So, okay. There we go. That's my foundation of this argument. How do you feel about this? Fish, tell me. What are you thinking? What's rallying to the cute little skull of yours? Mm, hold on. Let me blow off this dusty brain of mine. <sighs> Wait, how do you blow off your own brain? <laughs> yeah, you blow it's up detachable. Like, this, like when you blow your hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just shoot air up my nostrils and, you know, let that go from there. Um... It's like you he's know, trying it, to get his ears to pop. He just kind of holds his nose and breathes oh, real hard. Okay. Yeah. Get a little hand vacuum. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might shoot my brains out my ears, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> that took a weird twist. Um, yes. Fish, go. Yes. It's like slime. <laughs> it just can't stop. It can't stop. Uh, it's, like, it's like those squeezy toys where you squeeze them and you see the weird goo come out the side, you know? Oh, right. wow, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. The little stress balls. Uh, they're, yeah, those were you. Yeah. Those are used for like stress and everything. Um, but the games you know like Sekiro. You might need one of like those Sekiro, balls. Yeah, you need you one squeeze of the shit instead, out of it. Instead of throwing your controller, just squeeze them. Yeah, I want a stress ball that looks like the creator of Sekiro's face, so I can just squeeze it angrily. <laughs> oh. What's he has a right? he's a famous guy in our industry. I can't remember his name right now, and I feel bad. Do you know his name, Josh? Usually, you know that stuff. Not offhand. I would have had to prepare. <clears throat> Oh, mm. it's okay. Yeah. That's a good joke. Um, go ahead, Fish. Yeah. Um, difficult <laughs> games in general, like, it depends on the game. But usually, if they're really difficult, like Hotline Miami, like, I couldn't imagine myself, like, going through that game if it, if it wasn't for the fact that I was able to appreciate it um on many different other levels like the music and like the art style and the weird story and the weird world and what was going on in there um i I think like just that whole style that brutal gameplay of just beating your head against like a certain even just like a tiny little room where there's you know there's uh a, a huge amount of enemies that um will kill you instantly the second you walk in there like it, I, I can understand that, that being like a turnoff to a lot of people. They just don't want to, they play games to have fun, you know? And, but the, I think all games have a varying degree of difficulty to them. Um, and it's very different to each and every other person. Um, so, but um, there are some that everyone would agree are fucking hard. Hotline Miami is a tough, right. that game didn't have difficulty options, did it? It was just, no. Okay. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, it'd be hard to. Well, they could like slow down the enemies or like give you more breathing room as far as like um, whenever an enemy sees you instead of like shooting their gun within, you know, milliseconds of seeing you. um, Yeah, and you die. And And two was much harder, mostly because the design wasn't as good, but two was actually a lot more difficult. Yeah, they had way more open rooms into that just mm-hmm. kind of gave you that 
you know, getting well, shot from the, the other side of a hall. Yeah, you know, like you can't feeling. see a guy and he shoots you from. You yeah. Know. Well, the the one thing in the first one that really threw me off was the glass doors. Like, I wouldn't know there was a glass door until you mean like, windows. I got. Or windows, yeah. Well, there glass was doors, doors as well. damn. <laughs> there are glass doors too, I believe, in that game. It's a door once you windows, break it. Yeah. You can shoot through certain doors, yeah, but they're not glass. Yeah, but there, there's some. There were some hallways where, like you, there was windows where they would yes, shoot yes. their guns at you, and you'd be like, "Well, fuck! I didn't even know there was a window there." Yeah, the and, art direction was a little weird. So you're like, "Is that a window? Yeah, that yeah. looks like a window." Yeah. So I mean, games like that, like the difficulty is part of it, you know. And like for me, like I've always enjoyed you know, getting around that challenge and eventually once you're able to overcome it and um uh quote unquote get good at it, um it, it feels good. It it feels great. Like at that moment, like that's when I feel like, yes, this is this is why I game is I'm able to overcome like this very difficult challenge that I thought was impossible at first. Like literally impossible. Like it, you know, in Cuphead, like, I was stuck on, like, the first island, and, like, I think it was, like, the third or fourth enemy that I came across, I was just like, okay, yeah, I could, this game is fucking difficult as shit, and, like, um, that's when, you know, you, your skills have to start ramping up in that game, and, like, the better games will actually get you more prepared and kind of uh, allude to what you're going to be coming across, and... I think Sekiro does a pretty good job with that. Like the barrier but, of but let me. I will wrangle you here. I'm going to wrangle Fish's brain in. But how do you feel about brutal difficulty games without difficulty options being game of the year? That's what I want to know. I, I well, that's the thing is I, I feel totally fine with them getting game of the year because I feel like. For me, like people should be able to experience those games and um, at least experience what I experience in those games. Um, and I know not everybody should experience exactly what I experience. Like, not everybody could put a sock over their dick and get, you know, <laughs> pleasure. But nope, no. um, I, yeah. I, 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 at least you know, in the gaming industry, I would like, I would like to think, you know, from software does a pretty good job of balancing their games. Like, eventually, if you take the time to learn the mechanics. And I think Game of the Year is more of an award that should be, it's given to the game that, you know, shows the most, um, I don't know, a game that displays... Now you're, telling me, you're telling me to get good. I get it. You're telling me to get good. No, That's I'm right. not saying that. I'm not saying to get <laughs> Wait, good. Hold like, okay, hold on. Let's pause what? that thought. I'm going to pause your thought because I can see your brain spinning there. And it's in a good way. Josh, mm -hmm. let's let Josh jump in a little bit. Um, Josh, Get good. Since that's fish, just uh, he was kind of beating around the bush there. But uh, uh, no, um, a game doesn't need difficulty options to be nominated. It doesn't need that to win because, like that, already just narrows it down to games that have some sort of challenge at all in the first place. Um. Which it shouldn't really have. I mean, like, uh, I mean, that completely precludes a lot of more narrative games. Um, stuff like, um, oh, wait, Inside was nominated. Um, that's, you know, 
just a game where you walk to the right. It didn't win that year, but like it was still a really important game that year that I think could have, you know, just, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're saying if there's a lot of games that don't, it isn't based around like a difficulty setting. So how would those, how would it even exactly like it's by, by limiting one end of the spectrum, you kind of have to limit the other end as well, because otherwise what's, you know, because then it's like, oh, too hard's not good, but then too easy can't is too be good easy. Either. Yeah, is that like what it's, it's, it starts narrowing down what can, uh, you know, be considered, you know, the highest form of the art, which I don't think is good because we end up getting really cool things from out of nowhere so often in gaming that, it, yeah, like I, it, we really don't want to limit ourselves as to how we can recognize it when it comes around uh yeah that's fair that's and that's a good a good angle i take i guess it's when you think it's interesting when you think about passive entertainment because let's say something wins like the oscar for best picture like no matter how weird the pick the movie is even if you don't like it you can just put it on and it just there's no way you can't experience it unless you close your eyes you know what i mean like it's you're going to and the weird thing about our inner entertainment medium like games uh, interactive entertainment is that yeah. you might requires... you might die before the end of the Irishman, but other than that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did. I think yeah. I did die. Uh, I look, I'm repatriate. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, one of those things where uh, it's something I've thought. Of, and and there's some people that pose some fair challenges to me. They're like, "What about Breath of the Wild and Red Dead?" Because those games you would probably agree are worthy, and they don't have difficulty options. But I, and I guess it's. It's tricky because I'm not against the nomination and I don't want to limit the artistic value of those difficult games. Like that's what they're designed for. I just, there's just something a little to me, a little unsettling about like when I think about our medium and I'm like bashing my head over something like Sekiro and I'm like, good God, this is our game of the year. Like I'm having a hell of a time. I feel like it's just, I feel like it just sort of excludes a very large percent of our audience that would even be able to experience it if they wanted to. And I'm just not sure how to feel about that. Um, and I don't think we've, I've, we've ever really run into this on this scale because the, from software games have always been popular and nominated in certain cases. Like I know Bloodborne was nominated as well, but they've never won. Like I was looking back over prior game, game yeah. of the year winners and they all, they were all like everything I think had multiple difficulties. or was pretty mainstreamy, like the Witcher, God of War, you know what I mean? Stuff that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And the ones that Breath, didn't were yeah. not super challenged. I mean, Breath of the Wild was. It can be it, difficult. Yeah, but it I can. It's not. Bosses, it's not anything yeah. like, um, like Sekiro. But there's still, it still has yeah. a good amount of challenge to it. Um, yeah, and there might be some people that would say Breath of the Wild is difficult because you can go wherever you want. And you mm-hmm. can get lost, or the puzzles, or some of those those bosses. Yeah, if you face them before you're jacked up on hearts might be a lot tougher than they could be later on, you know, but you can face that game any way you want. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a fair assumption there. Cause I have to, I'm, it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I've, I've confident in what I was trying to say, but I don't, I wasn't able to really find a solution that I liked. I guess the solution is how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> it's, it's because it was a weird, it's because it was a weird year. And it makes it sound like I'm like bagging on Sekiro and I'm not like, I, I feel like most people would agree that Sekiro 
even though it's kind of a cool thing that it won, it mostly won because of being a weird year and kind of hanging around the middle of what was a lot of polarizing games. Like, I, if you looked at that list, it was either polarizing games, remakes, older Smash Brothers was from last year. Yeah. Um, it, it just it kind of snuck its way in there, you know, to keep the ninja metaphor strong. Uh, sorry, Shinobi. Um, I'm sure no one said that yet. Shinobi is a ninja, right? Yes. Yes. It's, okay. So it's like a high ass ninja. Mm-hmm. Not high as in high. He's not a high ass ninja, but it's a high high ranking yeah. ninja, right? What are, yeah. Is there ninja ranks? What are the ninja ranks? Mm-hmm. How does that work? How do you, what's the Shinobi um, rank? Is there other? Spotted and not spotted. <laughs> oh, spotted. I see yes. what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a second there, I was imagining ninjas that look like leopards. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I want to read some comments. Let's see if let's see some people yelling at me. This should be fun. Let's see here. Let's grab people yelling at Morgan, shall we? It's my yes? favorite segment. <laughs> Everybody yell at Morgan. Um, okay, this is someone saying my wife was thick as hell. That was not the comment that I wanted to read. All right, here we go. Rev- what? Rev- Rev- read that one. Actually, read that to me later. Uh, Reverend Rock and Roll said, "I don't think you can qualify it down to that point. I think it's, I think if it's that bad, it simply wouldn't be considered because it's just not fun. You can't just put an arbitrary rule set on a nomination because of a game is difficult and doesn't have options. Uh, get good scrub." Everyone's taking the good Google. You know what? I I'm okay with nominating. Very well said. I'm just saying you put you nominate it as a token of honor, but then you tell everyone they're not allowed to vote on it. It's not, it's nominated, but don't you vote on it? So you can't risk anything happening here. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, is it one of those like really weird like browser things that happens on your browser where you try and click it, but like it jumps? To the other side of the screen, you're like, oh, yeah. I want to, I want to click yeah. Sekiro. Yeah, like all, all of a sudden, you're voting around. Republican. Like, what, what happened? Is... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a hanging Chad situation. You got to mm-hmm. punch it through, and it doesn't go all the way. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Um, people love this. Is from Messi Valoni. She said, "People love Dark Souls and Bloodborne. No difficulty setting there either, and yet they have a lot of hardcore fans. Is Sekiro any different? Uh no, it's not." It's not any different. They're all fucking hard. <laughs> They're all fucking hard as shit. Um, but they've also, I've, it's weird that this is the one, I. it's interesting to think that Sekiro is the one that's just because of how it's worked out is kind of getting the most buzz because it's been a slower year. Like I've, it's Sekiro is kind of stealing a lot of these awards being such a weird year where Bloodborne like had no chance against something like The Witcher. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting. That's just why it made me think of it because this is kind of a different not yeah. used to seeing it, so. But I think there's like this new culture in outlets where everyone like kind of really loves these really tough games, and yeah, I know it's a it's kind of like a flex. What can you do? Okay, let's see here. Yeah. Um, mm. I think possibly another side effect. Like game awards have gotten to the point where the game of the year can include an indie game, but they don't often do it, and it kind of feels like they try to it's only put rare. one or two in if they do. I feel like yeah. there were way more strong indie games this year that they could have just bumped some of the triple A ones 
out of the nominations and it would have been more competitive than it ended up being. Um, but I don't know. That's well, yeah. I mean, cause that's how a lot of game critics think. I think similar to you do Josh. I think it's just because if they don't, if not enough people played them, then I think they do put a value on, it sounds bad to say. Yeah. Just the number of people a, who played it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. So otherwise people would be like, what the fuck is this game? I never heard of all these games. Not me. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony S said, sure, they should be able to win, but Sekiro wasn't the best game of the year from software as a great developer. No, right now. Okay, well, he did not like Sekiro as much as other people did. I didn't want it to sound like I was bashing on Sekiro. Um, let me see here. Oh, apparently also, this is random, but a lot of people are telling me that Into the Breach is now free on the Epic Games Store, which is, that was our game of the year last year. Yes, they've been doing of- a thing since the Game Awards with, instead of having two free games every month they've been doing like a new set of games every week and uh yeah that, that is i believe currently currently i don't know if it will be currently once this goes out though so uh you should have done that in the past yeah yeah i mean that yes. was a and you know what that's a game with an easy mode if you need to actually the easy mode and into the breach helped me kind of get the training wheels off because i jumped mm-hmm. in on normal and i was like holy shit and then once i had the training wheels off i was fine so i'm a maybe this is just because i'm a big proponent of games having multiple difficulty options not because i th- i like when developers say this is the intended way to play like if i was starting Sekiro, i'd like there to be a star next to normal and they'd be like look this is how we design this game to play mm-hmm. but if you want to learn the game without wanting to throw the controller and experience the story and the world and all that shit here is a easier mode for you yeah Let's yeah they it. only have a harder mode in the game is the only thing they have so you, there's a harder mode. Oh my god! Yeah, no, like I, I, you can ring a demon bell that makes everything do more damage and uh, take less damage from you. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. That's as soon as I got to that demon bell, I rang the rang that thing. It was no looking back. You're sick. Mm-hmm. You're sick. See, this is this is the problem. This is the problem. Josh is never supposed to be happy about game of the year. Okay, Josh is supposed to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. Um, the loading screen said 100 yes. Breath of the Wild won and it only added a master mode with the DLC. Oh, there yeah. could also be an argument in which Sekiro actually does have two modes: normal, and if you ring the bell at the top of the mountain, it becomes holy shit. You just mentioned that, Josh. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> Weird. But yeah, also, also. Yes, and uh, the uh, that that master mode on Breath of the Wild is amazing. Um, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but yeah, I want to try that. Yeah. It uh, it makes the weapon durability even better than it was before because it's not just a matter of oh, this thing that I liked broke. Like it's it becomes way more important to make sure you just have enough damage to actually kill anything it, it becomes more of like a horror game type you know ammo management sort of a thing uh like if i am just you know careless with my weapons i won't have the damage to kill some of the harder enemies um and it's just that sounds it's yeah it's, great, it's really cool it's it's really well done yeah 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 i get i i think there's value in that they're really just sinking into the theme of that game, really. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see here. Pff, Armor Five Series said yes, just because it's a hard game. Uh, oh, just because the game doesn't hold your hand, 
uh, in, uh, in order for you to see the story content all the way through, you shouldn't deter its value. And again, as I've said multiple times, I'm not deterring the value of the product. People, th- I think it'll be very clear when they hear this show that that's not the case. I'm just wanting more exce- – because there's people like my wife and people that I know that would love to try these games, like my sister and stuff. Like I would never in a million years – be excited about recommending Sekiro to her because she would fucking hate it, you know? And, like, I just would, like... But there's cool things there. And, like, maybe if you had an easier difficulty mode, you could, like... If I could go through an easier mode and be at the end of that, you'd be like, okay, I kind of got this game down. I know what it is. Going back... I bet you if I started Sekiro again right now, a lot of the beginning of that game that gave me problems, I would fly through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would just fly through it. And I think that's the value of, of that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that would be kind of fun to actually start some of that stuff in the beginning. Uh, oh, I got to tell you about that fucking boss. I got t- man, I fought that fucking Wolverine boss. This oh, that boss is weird <laughs> as shit. Um, did you see my video of that boss fish? Did you see my Wolverine boss video? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that is that the one that you fight on top of like that mountain where you do a bunch of like climbing? up to it and eventually you get to like i guess this like little monk hut yeah. or whatever okay yeah 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 so the valley no yeah it's a different one there are, there are, oh, there no, are no. two of these guys yeah. um oh is that okay yeah he was fighting giraffe which is the one down below the uh the gun fort it's on the way to i'm trying to get to the guardian ape yeah um, and that's the one that's on the way so yeah there's another mm. one there's another one there's okay. another one who uh I mean, they're not identical. Like they're just they're like similar enemy types. Like both have the, uh, you know, long claws and like very or... agile, but uh, different different you know attack yeah. patterns and stuff. So yeah, the one I fought, I think, uh, was like right before the demon bell that you could pick up to change the difficulty in that game. You must have went mm. a different direction. I mean, that's the weird thing. I, mean, I so think I did. Yeah. So. Well, mm. Pretty but sure I think I the did. one right before there isn't a boss. They have some enemy types that look similar. I mean, actually, I think all the ones uh, on top, oh, yeah. uh, all the ones up yeah. there aren't bosses, but they have... Actually, are some of them bosses? No, I don't think any of them have, like, a boss health bar. I think they all have, like, mini-boss type health bars with, like, more than one yeah. thing. But, uh, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure they're all mini bosses. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I, our friend shit ain't real <laughs> said uh, no. Nobody played Sekiro legitimately. Every semi serious gamer or person in the game industry dropped it because of how hard it was. I don't know if that's true, um, but I do wonder how many of those people voted. I mean, the thing with voting is. You could have people on their staff that are just like, well, I know there's people on the staff that seem to enjoy this game, so I'm going to put it at number three on my list. But uh, that's a tough game. I wonder how many people actually were able to finish Sekiro. I'm sure there's, they probably don't care. There's no qualifier that you have to finish it, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I am curious. I mean, I mean it should be me. fairly easy to tell. You just Well, I mean, not of people who voted, but you can just look at the percentage of like, like who has the... the the achievement uh, the, or whatever. The achievement for beating it. Um, she'll give you a ballpark yeah. a about what it would be. Prob- I'd guess higher than that because, you know, that's, games are their thing. But Yeah, yeah. Um, 
762, this is one he did not like this, 762 said, horrible argument. So does that mean next year if Cyberpunk doesn't have difficulty options and a person finds it too hard, it should be disqualified? Accessibility has nothing to do with quality. If a game is built from the ground up and the understanding of, hey, this will challenge you, it's not hard to recognize a game is great and you're amazing, but maybe not for you. If God of War is arguably the game of the generation, it's not. Didn't did not have any difficulty options. Would you take away its game of the year contention? Yes, I would. Um, yes, all my answers to this question are yes, 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 yes. I would. Um, but I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I don't necessarily think I. I don't think Cyberpunk would be that difficult. But I'm guessing Cyberpunk will have difficulty options. Those games normally do. Uh, RPGs in particular, they have. Yeah, a lot RPGs of them. generally do. So I can't imagine yeah. it wouldn't. I think I just want more accessibility options in general. That's all. That's all that I would like to see. Just I, I would like that stuff to, to see more of it. I think it would help. I think it would be good for our industry to grow. I'm not saying that that's, again, I was not saying that the game is not great if it's not if it's difficult. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that less people will be able to experience it. But I don't think that a lot of people care. They'll go, well, fuck those people. Get good. You know, that's we joked about that last week. That's kind of the... The culture around it, like some of the most fun I've been having with Sekiro is like, like I'll I'll go on YouTube and I'll, if I'm stuck on a boss and I'll watch like three people do it kind of differently or whatever, and then I'll go back into it and be like, okay, so this is way different. Instead of spending an hour banging my head against shit, um, I kind of know where to start. And then, like that, I was joking with you guys when I fought that that Wolverine guy. Well, he's a giraffe or whatever. I don't know why they call him a giraffe. He doesn't look like a fucking giraffe. It's just one of those weird. <laughs> you know, Japanese naming things. Um, but yeah, like I, I was like, there's no way you can block this guy's attacks because he's just like, shing, 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 shing. So I'm then surprised I, you I've, had the issue there, but somehow we're able to get through Genichiro because not Genichiro himself, but the fight immediately before him has that guy who attacks extremely fast, like the fastest attack patterns in the game. Um, you mean the guy who's down on like the sidewalk? No, the guy who's immediately below Genichiro, like in the room directly below him. I don't think I had to. I don't think I had to fight him. Is he optional? I. I, I mean, he's on the main I, path. I'm trying to think if he's optional or not. But I killed. I'm not saying he's. I don't know if he's optional or not. But I killed the um, after the bull. I killed the the mm-hmm. samurai guy on the steps who's kind of guarded by those dudes. Yeah. Um, there's like six guys around him. And then I climbed a bunch of buildings yeah. and went around. And, okay, you so you didn't go that, to the top. Okay, all right. You just you went you know. directly to the back. Okay, that's why. All I don't right. even know how do you get to the top. I don't Because I tried to open the door and it said it was locked. So I don't even know how one would get to the top of that thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's, okay, that's, that's, I thought you already fought him because Fish was saying he fought him. But the, the guy I right before Genichiro has got just ridiculously fast attacks. Um, well, I found... I found kind of a weird, again, this is like what I lo- kind of love and hate about the game is this, the guy doing this video was like, all you have to do is just tap the block button like this and you will block all these attacks. So then I just started tapping the the button like this, like an idiot. Just, and now I'm blocking everything and nobody can touch me and it's kind of stupid. Um, but I did that to the Wolverine guy. I was just like, and no matter how fast he attacked me, I, I deflected all of his hits. Uh, and then I was like, wow, that's kind of, <laughs> kind of sucked all the joy out of it. But yet at the same time, it was kind of cool because I figured it out like a pattern to cheat the system a little bit. Um, 
But also, there's like a weird thing you can do where a lot of the bosses are based around experimenting with items and like what to do when they go into like their kill moves. So like that boss, I tried a million things. I tried throwing firecrackers. I tried jumping around him and attacking him aggressively. I tried all this shit. Every item I had in my menu, um, even when I was getting his um, his attacks down better, and it was just killing me. And then I watched this video, and this guy was like, "Oh, when he turns red." Uh, jump on his head and then that's all I had to do when he would run at me I would jump on top of his face you know that movie does where he jumps on their face and jumps off Mm -hmm. and his posture meter exploded full and I was like what the fuck that's all I fucking had to do was jump on the stupid idiot's face that's no the, the red icons that's no that's that's what those mean like you either step on the attack or you jump on them that's that is that's what Anyway, well, some of them, some of them are unblockables, aren't they? Where you just have to get out of the way. No, they are unblockable. That's, yeah. So you don't block them. But I don't think you can just jump on anybody's face. A lot of guys, a lot of times when I try jumping on the face, they just slice me. Yeah, they'll just yeah slice me in the you face. You can tell whether guy... each attack is a thrust or a sweep, and all of this guy's attacks are sweeps. So you jump over them. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying yeah. you can, jumping over them does not is not what you want to do. You actually want to jump into him. Um, I was actually jumping over him. I was I was jumping, like, he would come and do this big swiping move, and I would just kind of, I would be locked on him, and I would jump out of his radius epically, and then run up and hit him a couple times. But I wasn't jumping, like, on top of his head, hmm. which I guess they wanted me to do for whatever reason. For, for whatever it's reason, because that is one of the three ways to block. Like, I, I have never jumped on anybody's face before. <laughs> Uh, you unlocked the ability to jump on their faces, and uh, you just didn't read yeah. that that uh, the ability whenever you unlocked it, huh? No, no, I had it, but I have I've unlocked so many abilities in that game. Like I've unlocked all these different slashes. I have this whirlwind slash. I have this other kind of weird slash. I have, and you know what's even fucking more frustrating is I was dying on this guy on the uh on the sidewalk a lot and I was like I was pretty much about to be done with the game again and then I watched this video online and this guy was like oh this is the first boss where you want to look at their vitality not their posture bar and I'm like oh my god so then I just treated him like a dark souls boss and I killed him my first try and I was like what the fuck this game is so frustrating anyways um yeah there's some bosses that actually you can uh focus on their vitality which is well, odd because the all the bosses game you really- can focus on the vitality that's they don't teach you this but it works the same way as yours as your health goes down uh posture takes more damage from attacks because you're just getting worn out um so you you don't want to be taking hits with your your health really low but same thing for enemies so if you can just whittle down some of the enemies it'll make it so whenever you do finally counterattack their big stuff it'll just destroy them um and so, yeah. some of the bosses are easier to get in those yes. little hits than others. Some of them you can't get in hits like that almost at all, just because they're guards. Yeah, so you're too saying good. like if they're if they're hurt, their posture goes up a lot faster. Yeah, uh, it goes down a lot faster. They take way more posture damage if you've done yes, you know, just normal damage to them. Vitality, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had, I swear to God, I had not looked at a vitality bar once in that game because I had never needed it. Like every single other boss for me was. Posture, 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 posture. So it's just been that game is fucking. It just drives me crazy. And now that I know that, it's not that big of a deal. But like I, 
Yeah. I had tried. I tried like 30,000 things to beat that guy. And he was, it, I was like, he can't be this hard. I just beat the fucking guy outside the, I don't know. And but once I knew that, I just kind of treated him like a Dark Souls boss. I would basically jump in, slash, slash, guard. Ting, 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 ting. And then his vitality knocked down. And then, yeah, I just deflected like one of his sword blades and he yep. was dead meat. So, again, cool stuff, but there's just a fucking lot going on there. Um, Let's see. So where's the other guy? Somebody else yelled at me. I thought, uh, not yelled at me. They were they were nice about it. <laughs> um, uh, Future Silver Fox said, uh, while you wouldn't vote Sekiro for Game of the Year because of your valid criticism about difficulty detracting, you cannot disqualify art. You're basically saying that a Picasso cannot be considered the best because there isn't a slider to change it from Cubist to Italian Renaissance. Well, I would say this: if you look at a Picasso, there's there's no way that you're not going to, unless someone pokes your eyeball out, you're going to be able to look at the Picasso. You know, there's, if I want to experience some of Sekiro, I have, which I do, I would like the ape and some of these bosses you guys are talking about. I have had to go through hell over the past two weeks to do it. And I'm still in hell right now. Somewhat hell. Um, so it's just a very different thing. I'm not, I don't think that example flies with all due respect. Because our medium requires engagement. That's why Fish oftentimes tells me he comes home. He's like, I don't feel like playing anything. Because you got to have, it takes effort and energy to like pick up a controller and like engage with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take a dig at you, Fish. It's, I'm just saying. Oh, no. Game of the year is no. TV Guide. <laughs> <laughs> game of the <laughs> That's That's Fish's dream game, the game that plays itself for you. <laughs> um, Fish should have just been our uh. YouTube correspondent where he just watches every game we play on YouTube. And then gets back with us. Mm, yeah. Just makes up an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I really had a lot of time with this. Tough time with this boss, guys. Man, but I finally got through it. Oh, really? What weapon did you use? Uh, I believe he used the... Oh, shit. Um, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it, and then our my good friend Brian Thomas said... Uh, what I'm saying is that your idea of game of the year should represent a game that anybody can play is your personal taste of a game of the year should be to some degree. Yes. I, I think that game of the year should be something everyone can play. And apparently a lot of people don't agree with that. Not everyone. I mean, I'm not saying like Josh was saying, it's gotta be a game like, like some of those independent games where there's almost no challenge to it. Like it's a walking simulator. Those are, anybody can play those games. I mean, let's, I think we're overthinking that stuff. Like you were saying, Josh, I've yet to play one of those games that just, isn't accessible because, you know, can you follow basic instructions and move a joystick and you're generally fine, you know? Yeah, but I is would, it even a game, though? Because if difficulty is such an important matter uh, that it can't be too hard, yeah. what, if it's too easy, how do we know it's even a game? Well, I don't like to call them video games. I call them interactive entertainment. But sure. so, so obviously those can't be game of the year. Yes, they can. I would change the whole category to inter- interactive entertainment. <laughs> product of the year now if i if i had my way josh i would i promise mm. but i don't so escape rooms are now uh eligible <laughs> uh interactive mm. they uh, have video any electronic anything in there they're, they're... no anyway josh don't be <laughs> they have a tv way. up it's a they were called i mean it's fine calling them video <laughs> games but let's be honest they were named video games back in the era of of Pong, you know, where they were games at their core more so than they are now. I'm not saying there isn't inherent games to all of them, but, you know, that's where the naming convention comes from, if, if we're going to be honest about it. Um, 
And there's a big difference between Sekiro and Pong. Everyone Let me knows tell you. before Pong, we didn't know what games were. Sekiro is basically Ninja Pong. Mm-hmm. You're just deflecting. Pong was the first um, game. Yes, Pong, the first video game. What was the What was the first video game before Pong? What was before Pong? No, it was, it was Pong. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, Pong, the first video game. Yeah. Not the first game. First video game. What about baseball? Good old <laughs> baseball. Baseball. That's, that's a it's game. Inter- it's interactive. It's not a video. It's not interactive video entertainment. Mm. Some people would look at Babe Ruth and think, man, that man's a piece of art. Some people, as in you. What is happening? <laughs> I remember just saying. Mm. I watched this one. I remember that I just horrifying ten second story for you guys. I remember when my uh, when we were moving one time, my dad bought this movie. I think it was called Sixty One. It was about one of those famous baseball people that hit uh, like sixty one home runs or something. I don't remember the specifics of it. It's not important. Um, and then I think it was later broken by Mark McGuire. I'm a sports. I'm actually a sports dude, but I don't remember the original movie. Um, anyways, it was kind of like an HBO movie that they ended up putting out on DVD, and uh, I should look up the name right now. And at the very one of the first scenes in the in the movie was oh here it is I found it sixty one. Um, it was about Roger Maris. Okay, so I was actually going to say that, but I don't want to sound like an idiot. Um, it says Roger Maris, a reserve sort, is much less popular than his hard hit partying New York Yankee teammate Mickey Mantle. So it's about like hitting a bunch of home runs. And it's about these two kind of obnoxious baseball players, right? Back in the day. And the first scene is them like they're like reading a dirty magazine, I think. They're talking about getting blowjobs. And the one guy's like, I like girls with little hands because it makes my dick look bigger. And I was like and I was watching this with my dad and I was like, uh Dad, uh it was like one of those awkward moments where nobody says anything, you know? And then I was like, when I got older, I was like Dad, should I find, should I look for someone with tiny hands? Because my penis is small too, and I want it to look bigger. And my dad. Yes, son. Your mom has (laughs) tiny hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he says. First thing I noticed about your mom was those tiny hands. Um. I try not to make your mama jokes, but there, there, there was absolutely no way. Oh, I'll never to not that, say Josh. that. <laughs> you went straight for my mama. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Anyways, uh, one. Let's do one last. I think we hit. Uh, I think we hit the nail on the head there. That's pretty good. I was just seeing if anybody else had something really fucking exciting to get at me. Um, but now, now it's gotten worse because now I don't even want to call them video games anymore. Thanks a lot, Josh. Now I don't even know what to call them anymore. Jerk. Hmm. Freaking angry. Now I'm angry. Now I'm now I'm more angry that Control didn't win the game of the year. I think Control would have been a better example for the masses. Now I'm upset. Now I'm upset. Ugh! All right. Let's move on. Um, in summation... I think to help our industry grow, difficulty options are important. I still think those games should get nomination. And I just so so you your your argument for this whole thing is that no, they should definitely be arg- be nominated. But we should just rig way more of the awards. That's that, this I, is the argument yes. here. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel, Josh. I'm conflicted. <laughs> that's that's why I took it down. Okay. I I know how I feel, but I don't want like to think of games that I would have given Game of the Year that don't meet the his the award shows qualify. just aren't corrupt enough. I just I just feel like there's <laughs> I just feel like there's certain games that. I feel like we can really fight about it all day, but there's like a common sense level of people that play games that know certain games that are way harder, right? Like I even look back at our Cuphead decision to make that game of the year sometimes and I'm like, maybe that wasn't a good idea because a lot of people messaged me and they were just like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I tried it on your notice, but it was just too hard for me. But even Cuphead had an easier difficulty. It still had an option in there that helped me get better at the game. And I ended up finishing that game on expert. So like, Maybe my argument is more in there. I can't stop the award system. I'm never going to win that argument. Just give me more difficulties. That's all I'm saying. Give me more difficulties, but tell me the one you want me to play on. See what I'm saying? Lead me when I'm ready mm. to be led. You know what that's from, Fish? Um, is that The Office? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Good job. Oh, yeah, okay. That was Ryan. One of Ryan's talking heads. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, con- Josh is having a spasm. Sorry, Josh. Oh. Um, thank you for everyone who did comment, though. I think it's an interesting discussion. I'd like to say there was some sort of resolution we got to there at the end, but I'm not sure. Um, and we have a bunch of great question bucket shit to open up later. Um, and believe me, people asked us some dirty-ass questions. So, But I want to do some Game of the Year crunch. Also... Thank you, everyone, for engaging with us. If you want to support us as we go through this tough time of fish ghosting us forever, uh, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. And we have a we have a bunch of great Patreon tiers. Um, $5 tier gets you access to a top-secret Instagram profile. $10 gets you more podcasts. All sorts of podcasts we record in the dark. It's called Chomping After Dark. They're hidden, top-secret shows. I'm going to have some special shows coming up at the end of this month. Because I know that we're going to have that week off for New Year's. So you're going to support a good cause and get more shows out of it. And of course, if you want to get some sexy merchandise, just go to redbubble.com slash people slash swordchomp. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for being a part of the show, fighting with us, arguing with us, debating with us. It's all, it's all in good fun. There is no... Except for the baseball. That's never yeah, been fun. It's... No, no. Unless you have tiny hands. Uh, they make the bat look bigger. Yeah. So big. <laughs> Such a large bat. Yeah. Make those baseballs just look like big old beach balls. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, they sure do. Um, you know what? This is a good time, I think, to slip this in uh, right now. It's out of order, but I think it'll fit in perfectly because we just have a lot of games to talk about, and then I'm going to take the question bucket. Uh, and I know, Fish, you love buckets because you told me you love buckets. Mm-hmm. Does he love buckets oh, or does he like cups? And he just has such tiny hands. <laughs> buckets. No, tr- true story. I got stuck in a bucket when I was a kid. And it freaked <laughs> me the fuck out. <laughs> uh, it was one of those like five gallon little buckets that, that my dad had. And um, I was sitting like on it in a way to where, uh, you know, I was sitting on the rim mm-hmm. and had my legs like uh, going across it. So I wasn't falling in. And then I I must have lost balance or something, and my ass just went straight in there, and it was like I turned into a like a little turtle where I couldn't mm-hmm. move my 
I could only move my hands, but oh, I didn't have I enough strength to pull myself out of it because I was like just wedged in there in such a way. So my dad ended up having <laughs> to like pull me out of there. But um, I'll lift up the bucket I d- and shake it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you fall out. The, the embarrassment <laughs> of you know being manhandled by your own dad. That was when yeah, you had to tap the bottom of it like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> that was the first time your dad was hit with a wave of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, I think it started way earlier than that, but yeah. When you realized you also had the micro. Um. So we did our game of the year right from the right when you came out of the doctor. No. <laughs> the second he had to wipe this shit off my balls as a newborn, he was just nurse, shaking you, his head. Nurse, we removed the muconium, but there still appears to be no <laughs> no appendage of any sort. Um, it's going to take further testing. All right, so we did our Game of the Year polls. We'll see the polls in the middle of the show here just to spice things up, where everyone votes for Game of the Year. So this is what happened. The round one, the way I set this up is based – I want to give people an insight to what they do. And usually the crew is pretty trusting either because they don't care or they just let me do it. Um, so I, But I care about this stuff a lot. So what I do is I set up three round, three like um, battles, boom, 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 so six games, and then a, two wild card rounds. And the idea was that the wild card winners would face off with each other and then we'd have four winners, which next week would be two good battles. And then – Right before we do our Game of the Year show, I take those two winners and match them up and get our overall winner. So just kind of getting the math right. Picking the... Thank you for explaining tournaments to uh, everyone listening here. Was, well, so that's the, how brackets work. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not... I always sound like this. I'm being, I'm being serious. Most, most gamers have no idea how tournaments actually work. It's just try to avoid, avoid any sport in case it might accidentally <laughs> infect them somehow. Speak for yourself. Um, uh, but, okay, so what I ended up doing was, I kid you not, by one vote, the Resident Evil 2 remake beat out The Outer Worlds. One vote. They both had 50% of the vote, so I was pissed off. I was like, well, what am I going to do? They tied. So I had to go into the actual voting, and I have verification. I can show this to the crew. It's not like anyone gives a shit, but... Um, <laughs> By literally one vote, when the polls closed officially, the Resident Evil 2 remake beat out The Outer Worlds. It was that close in the wild card. Mm. It was fucking crazy. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then the first two, the first three rounds were, were pretty wild. So um, Pokemon ended up beating Fire Emblem, which I was very surprised about. A lot of Pokemon love out there. And people go, well, why did you even put Pokemon in there? Honestly, I... It was more of a kindness to the fact that we care a lot about Pokemon here and Pokemon got excellent reviews. I kind of, the way I was matching these up was I wanted a similarity in the battle. So I took the two switch RPGs and I wanted them to go against each other. I took sort of the big, the two big budget games, Death Stranding and Control, mashed them up together. And then I took um, Disco Elysium and the Outer Worlds and mashed them up together because those are very similar as well. And then Apex Legends and Resident Evil 2, that was just, they were all over the place. I couldn't do anything with that. Um, but I put Apex Legends in there because I know it's very popular and Shay and Fish had a lot of enthusiasm for that game. And I know it was kind of the big, like multiplayer wise, it was the big sneaker of the year, right? And I wasn't going to honor Smash Brothers because we we don't really do the whole carryover from last year thing 
on these awards. For our personal awards, that's fine, but I, I wasn't going to get make that water kind of murky. So yeah. that was my logic, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was crazy. Yeah, like, um, de- I was very happy that Death Stranding squeaked out a win, but I got to be honest with you, I love Control, so it was like watching my children fight, and I didn't like that. Um, and Control was whooping its ass until, like, the 23rd hour, and then it was about 50-50, and it ended by 1%. That was just one of those conflicting things where a lot of people were like, I don't know what to vote on. So, and both those games are oddly polarizing. I don't really know why control is polarizing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see why control is polarizing. It just seems like a great game, but it is. So, um, and then Pokemon surprised me by kicking fire Emblem's ass. And then I was mad that I set up against <laughs> fire Emblem. whatever. So anyways, Pokemon moves on control. Um, death stranding surprisingly moves on by 1%. And then Outer Worlds beat Disco Elysium, which is bullshit, uh, but it is what it is. Nobody played Disco Elysium. And then Resident Evil 2 squeaked out the victory. So what I'm going to do next week is Resident Evil 2 will go up against, um, well, I don't know. I got to think about the matchups. I want to make it as fair as possible. So mm-hmm. congratulations to the right. What are you guys' thoughts on, any thoughts on that first round? Fish, thoughts? Mm, yeah. Yeah, the Pokemon and... Um... Fire Emblem one, but that's a poor matchup as far as like the popularity of Pokemon against you know, um, a strategic game, um, which is a shame because a strategic game, <laughs> not like Pokemon. There's no strategy in that. Well, uh, there's it's, about it's the same amount of strategy in both, really. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, um, I don't know. That's not true. Well, but I will. But don't you think it's weird, fishy? I, you're right with the popularity, but don't you think they list, we, there's an integrity there to our followers where they're going to vote? Right. Or do you think it's just kind of like, ah, fuck it, I don't care, I'm going to vote whatever I want? <laughs> that might be also in there. That's why oh, no. you know these Instagram polls are, are fun. And she don't know what exactly is going on there. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, that one like really threw me off. Um, but then again, like, I made it harder than you thought it would, huh? I was like, oh, Pokemon or Fire Emblem, I love them both, but... Yeah, right, yeah, like, I was torn on those, like, that was very hard for me, and, um, I went with Fire Emblem, but apparently, I'd imagine, like, a lot of people who did vote for Pokemon are people who were just like, I like Pokemon more than the, this franchise, you know, without necessarily well, yeah. even probably playing yeah. either of the games, you know, but... Yeah. Well, and like Josh and we were talking about last week, you know, turn-based strategies, people just still avoid those like the plague. Even the ones that are popular mm-hmm. are, you know. But again, like I told you guys, it was one of the highest voting games at the Game Awards, so I don't understand. I don't know where those there people are out there, I guess. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's funny to kind of see your audience. You know, sorry, Fish, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's just weird as well. Like, the fan, the fan voted in the Game Awards was Fire Emblem, and I just, I'm curious how exactly that works out like if it's a fan voted one then it, it should be essentially game of the year if everybody votes for this yeah. one game you know like, yeah yeah why do they if only you really rel- want the people to be involved because they don't this this one won't tell you this fish but they want the people to be involved and they want them to watch but they don't actually care about their opinion that much that's the <laughs> fucking sad truth of it i'm just being honest with you i don't think they give a shit about the opinion that much like your yeah. vote can be is ten percent of the final vote, which doesn't really fucking really mean anything unless it's a real nail biter, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. If if that was the most player voted game, 
wouldn't that have at least gotten an honor, at least somebody walking up on stage? No, it didn't even get a stage award. Right, right. I missed the award. Josh is yelling at me because I missed the award because I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that that's how it was done. And even even so, if it was not Game of the Year, it should at least be in the Game of the Year contending, you know? You would think. like At, dude, at the yeah. very least. Or... Like someone had mentioned this, I thought it was interesting on the Waypoint podcast. They have someone on there that is really into like really into strategy games because it's kind of a, a genre that people it's kind of a niche genre, right? Yeah. And but the game awards is cool because they still keep a strategy. And he was like, Look, I they love Fire Emblem, but they were like, I don't even know if I'd put Fire Emblem in best strategy genre anymore. I'd be more inclined to move it to best RPG because yeah. a lot of the games that are in the best strategy genre are like strategy ass games. Yeah, you they know keep what I mean? taking right. Not really taking the strategy out of it. Actually, I like this version better now that they've finally gotten rid of the rock, paper, scissors triangle nonsense. Because that just made it... It's not that it made it easier. It's just it made it slower with, with, you know, having to rotate your units around each time. So you never took a damaging hit. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. it's like it it is way easier than a lot of the other hardcore strategy games. Um, it's it really is. It's yeah. an RPG. It's an RPG it's, it's that an happens RPG. to be, yeah. um, you know, on a tactical Agreed. battlefield. It's like there's really it's more RPG than anything. So. Some of that shit is so overblown. Because think about the first time you play Final Fantasy X. The it completely new combat system. It's just considered a, a Japanese RPG. It's really a tactical kind of system they had in place, right? So. A lot of that shit, I think, is psychological. I mean, people see the little squares on the battlefield, but it's really not that complicated. It's just an RPG. so, And that's not to take anything away from it. I just mean, like, Final Fantasy X was nothing like all those turn-based Final Fantasy games. It was like you were, you were planning out your moves ahead of time. You could see um, when people were You said go. Final Fantasy X, or do you mean Final Fantasy Tactics? Ten. Ta- Tactics was a tactical game. I'm talking about how whenever you played ten, yeah. they took that turn-based battle system 10, and threw it out the window. Ten, they scrapped the active battle. It was all yeah, turn-based, yeah. which mm. oh right, right, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you could you, you can could actually see, see whenever attacks were coming in. Yep. Yes, right. and it still you stood there, so it looked like the games you grew up with, but the the actual gameplay was designed around planning way, way, way ahead, which was interesting. And you could just sit there forever. There was no speed involved. It was just when it was your turn. You could, you know what I mean? So, but people accepted it because it was digestible. It looked like what they were familiar with. So a lot of this, you know, psychological head games, uh, I think. Uh, anyways, those are the results. Thank you for voting, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, game of the year. Who? What? Let's make a prediction right now for fun. What? Oh shit! I forgot the biggest one. I'm so sorry. I feel like a jackass now. I'm so sorry. So sorry. The big one was Sekiro versus Star Wars, and I obviously put those up against each other because of the similarities. It, it it was kind of a slaughter, unfortunately, because Star Wars is so popular, and of course that Star Wars game is actually really good. Yeah. So so yeah, it it slaughtered Sekron. I'm willing to bet any inordinate amount of money that Star Wars will not get nominated next year because next year is going to be so loaded. But if Star Wars had been at the Game Awards this year, I'm guessing it probably would have won Game of the Year, whether we agree with it or not. That's my. It's that's gotten my so much traction. Because, a, because it's finally a good Star Wars game. It's been forever since we've had a good Star Wars game. I, mm-hmm. there, there was a little bit of love 
uh, for, uh, you know, one of the more recent Battlefield games. But uh, other than that, it's been a while since there's been a... And, and even that was mixed. But, like, this one has been fairly universally praised. And it's been a mm-hmm. while. It's been a while since Star Wars games were just good. Just good, good games. Um, that, and then on, on top of that, there's just been so much Star Wars here in the last month that it really came out at the right time to really catch on with everything else. And just, you know, exactly. Kind of latching onto that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So that's my theory. Can't prove it, but it's slaughtered. I'm guessing that sadly Star Wars, that sounds sad. Cause I not that I don't think it's worthy, but you know, I feel like that game has a lot of momentum and I would, if I had to guess now, I think it'll probably end up beating everything. Uh, plus, Star Wars is really hot right now because the movie just came out today, and yeah, mm-hmm. it just feels right. Everything else was so contentious, like all those tight battles between all the other games that it's just hard to imagine, you know, um, Star Wars. So I do want to, let's, let's do some Game of the Year crunch here. This should be a lot of fun. Uh been playing a lot of stuff to kind of catch up um, with you guys, and then we have the question bucket, so you don't want to miss that, because I'll probably read your question on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, sorry, I just got a call from my ex-wife with my child and distracted me. Uh, so let's see. I'll first on the docket here. I have, well, fish, I need to take this emergency phone call. So I would like you to catch us up on your game of the year crunch, which is fire emblem, right? You got to the mm-hmm. time skip. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I eventually right. got to the time skip, uh, in that game. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, I played a little bit after that because I was curious about that time skip, and um, uh, it is cool to like see your characters change a little bit. Um, and it made me more curious about like the different factions in the game and um, what it's like playing them. Um, I'm playing the Blue Lions, Josh, and like um, seeing Dimitri uh, change into this person. Um, it it didn't necessarily come out of left field. It was just more of like, uh, oh my God, like it, they went, that, that happened a little, that evolved a little quicker than possible. But I think there, since I am just early on in that time skip, like that stuff will will slowly be revealed to me. Um, but it, it it was a surprise. Like, uh, I honestly, like I did not see, you know, that twist there, but it, it was really cool to kind of see the FMVs, um, play out, you know, those, uh, those little movies, um, they're mm-hmm. very much like an anime, um, anime scenes, um, and they're cool though, like, you get to see your character, um, other characters as well, um, in this, in this battle, um, over, you know, the land of Fovlin, uh, which is, which is cool, like, I really like the, um, the story in this game, and the characters, of course, um, I, I think the the Shining, thing about Fire Emblem for me is the characters. I don't know how it is in like other games because this is my first Fire Emblem game, but um these characters with the voice actors, like I, I found myself more and more invested in these characters. Very much like in a uh old school JRPG like Final Fantasy where like um as a kid like I really start to enjoy those characters. But th- these characters like uh, I'm not saying like I can't grow to like you know RPG characters, but like they're so well done and well written, and 
the way they they tell this, this story as like time progresses in the game, like that actually, um, I guess that turns uh, it, it does something for me uh, as an adult in a way that I didn't think was quite there. Um, hmm. As far as like you know, seeing you know your your house leader, um, just like you kind of sympathize with like their their plights of what they have in the world and um all that stuff and um it's just it's it's really cool to see that type of uh connection i have with these characters that uh, you don't necessarily get that from the beginning Uh, at first i was just like man these are kind of cheesy characters the way they're talking but like so they slowly like through dialogue with that you have with them whether it's like um your support with them that you have um uh the whenever you're like uh get support levels with other characters like they'll, they'll have dialogue with each other and like usually that's a that's a good way to kind of gauge what the what type of character these uh characters are um which is it's cool because you, you just get a little bit more backstory on them and um, eventually you just you start to find your favorites and like you get more curious about them and you want to see and then you take them onto the battlefield it's almost it is very much kind of like a pokemon game like where you're taking your favorite character and you're like oh i want i want to i want to make sure this character is like you know my wyvern lord and i want to make sure he's really good with axes and shit like that mm-hmm. um so so it, it, there there's a bit of like care there that uh don't you don't necessarily get in games and um well you you can but like i i found myself just caring more for these characters in a way that i just didn't think i was gonna have uh from the very beginning it just took a while yeah well it's also because the blue lions are weak i'm just kidding um (laughs) well no the the (laughs) thing is like dimitri like takes on like this i don't want to spoil the game but like it's yeah, he he just takes on like this whole another like attitude and like it's next just, week we can do spoilers. Yeah, he yeah. gets really fucking emo at his. T- he does. He, yeah. Do you have? Does he have the eye patch yet in your game? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he, gets he, really, he gets really. He goes at least he gets cool looking. Like Dimitri's kind of a sag of nothing the whole mm-hmm. until like the time skip, and then he gets. Yeah. He gets all emo because the time skip kind of revolves, or, or the the big plot twist revolves around another character that was important in his life. Right. Uh, right. Uh, Mrs. Edelgard. Well, we could talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, I don't want to spoil anything of that because <laughs> it, it, it is cool. Like I didn't see that that whole thing actually playing out like that, um, but um, it, it was very interesting. Um, but yeah. How who's uh, after the time skip? Um, whose hair looked the coolest? <laughs> whose hair looked the coolest? <laughs> Some of them look fucking weird. Like uh, Felix, um, he he's the dude with like black hair, and he his hair was just kind of like he had like a man bun with like the front of his hair kind of like laying down uh, before the time skip. After the time skip, it looks like his hair is going like six different directions like he has like some of it's going down some of it's going across his head the other <laughs> one's like going behind his head and it, it just looks so fucking weird oh i'm looking at it right now yeah yeah, yeah. It, well I, sort of yeah yeah he's got like the hair is kind of drooping down his his i don't know about that fish. <laughs> i know what you mean 
I know what you mean. Though. It, yeah, he's got like compared hair to up the... a lot of them was just shocking because like I grown <laughs> I grown so accustomed to like pre time skip <laughs> hair, and then whenever they changed it, it was just like a total system shock to me. It and is, I was just like, fucking well, well, fuck. well. Okay, I gotta get used to this. Like I saw Ash's hair, and like Ash probably seemed the most like I guess tame of all the hair changes. Um, he had. Did, like, did you? Who did you equip from any other classes? I'm curious. Did you have anybody from any other squads? Um. Oh, Bernadetta. That that was one person that I pulled uh, onto my team was Bernadetta. After um, hearing you guys talk about her, and I was just like, I'm curious now. I want to. Does she? Does uh, she look? Oh, of course you would. She leans her. into the bangs when she gets older, which. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I haven't seen her because she's not part of the Blue Lions. Right? Yeah, you'll see her uh, in the game, but not like in the little movies. Right. If, if, if you equipped weird. her on your yeah. team, she's with you, but you won't see her in the little cutscenes. Right. Well, if you take her to lunch or something, you'll see her stuff like that. Right. Well, yeah, uh, and of course the support class type stuff, I'd imagine as well. Um, yeah. You get to see her. Fucking yeah. lovely. Leonie after the time skip. Good God Almighty. Um, but yeah, no, there. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh who else is oh you got that big that big blonde guy his hair just kind of gets shaggier um who uh, no wait no that's no I'm sorry you got Duende don't you you got the old buff guy <laughs> uh you might not want to steer clear of do did you why for spoiler reasons nothing spoil I'm looking at him right now There's no spoiler. I'm not gonna say anything, <laughs> okay. but I'm just, I'm just looking at him right now. Yeah, he was reasons for you. He was my fortress knight, um, and that's one thing about the game that like is a little upsetting for me is like most of my characters that had high movement usually were my higher level ones because they were able to get to the battle fights um, quicker, and I would just try and muscle my way through a lot of like the fodder type of uh, battles, so they would end up uh, naturally just uh killing getting more experience uh through the battles which is um kind of upsetting because like people like uh i had to do as like a fortress knight they don't have that high of 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 movement um which um they can't you know get across the the battlefield to the enemies as quick as others so um they would be stuck not leveling up as quick as the others which um, it was a little frustrating to me, but like also the difficulty also, I think I made this game way too easy for myself because at the, at the time skip now, I think my highest level character was Dimitri at like level 37. So 37? What the heck? Holy fuck. Yes. No, you're like, Jesus. About twice as high of a level as you should be going into that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I dude, I, I was nineteen at the time. If that, that is, well, that, there's no game left at that point. You're just walking around. I, I killing know. Yes, exactly. And like my my higher movement <laughs> speed characters are just able to kill them quicker. So um, this is your fault, fish. This is all your fault for that cheap shit you did at the beginning, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, it, you can't cheat. You can't. No, there's you're one not going to notice much game. of a difference, really. I mean. Yeah, I'm playing it on hard, and ba- you still basically one shot everything. Like it's 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 the same thing without being that over leveled. So mm. that's not right. true. 
don't listen to Josh. Maybe it's kind of um, true. Josh, you know Josh I'm plays video to games Josh. differently. He only plays video games differently than everyone else. Um, He's Ingrid? special. How'd you feel about Ingrid? Um, she was fine. Yeah, she was. Uh, her hair looked did, good. You're talking did about any of them hair, after right? the time jump make <laughs> you go like, "Oh, I like them a lot more now," or no? Uh, no, uh, Dimitri for sure. Like he just has like that more edgy look to him, which um, I, I didn't like the the whole pretty. <laughs> Something about an eye patch and like him just going fucking crazy is uh turn on for me. Spoilers <laughs> Fish likes his men crazy. Alright, well, cool. I know you do we're yeah. trying to do that for Shay too, because Shay was like, please get farther into the game, mm-hmm. the time skip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. The debt has been paid. Shay will be happy. He better be, damn it. Yeah. You're like now five you minutes from the end debt. now. Since Am I really? No, no, no you are since you're level 37. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, you, All right. you should be, but no, you're you're a long ways from the end, ironically. Um, no, I mean long ways is relative because I don't know how much time you put in the ship, but you, you're you're at the halfway point of the game, basically 60. percent I would say. Um, cool. That's cool. Okay. Well, that's good because that's most of the stuff I think anyone would bring up next week if they bring up anything at all would happen before the time skip. So, because that's when a lot of weird stuff happens. Um, so that's good. Now the mm. debt for me must be paid. Mm. Uh, Josh, I play. Oh wait, the wait, debt wait. for um, Death Stranding. Well, I also I also beat Pokemon Sword and Shield as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Still last time I talked game. about it, like uh, I was towards the end, but um, I did yeah, eventually yeah. did beat it. Um, you officially officially beat it. it yeah. Is that the only game you finished this year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to think here. I have a list of games no, that, you I d- I, that I did not finish. But I'm, yeah, that well, would be all of them. Of all of all the games that I did play, actually. did you make a list of the games you did finish? No, I didn't separate them out because. Wouldn't it be easier to make a list of the games <laughs> you did finish because there wouldn't be any? Uh, Katana Zero. Oh, you did finish Katana Zero. Okay. Um, That's right. That was like a three-hour game. How could you not finish that one? Of course. Uh, Oh, that's it. Okay. Mm. All right, we're good. You you finished Katana Zero (laughs) and Pokemon. Quite a list there. I I hope it was bulleted so you can keep it organized. (laughs) I did did bullet in both in there. Uh, Um, I told Fish, I'm like, please, Fish, just get to Chapter 4 in Death Strain. That's all I want. Just Chapter 4. Just for Morgan. I believe in you. Get to chapter four or finish chapter four. Chapter four is like half an hour long. So Oh, okay. Oh. If I remember right. Yeah, it's it's pretty short. Chapter three is the ha- long half an hour chapter. long. So approximately about enough time for a third of a cutscene. They they it says mm. chapter four, you get a cutscene. No. And it no, says no, 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 Chapter no, five and very, the, the cutscene no. continues. So it's I can all, I can play. just YouTube that and say that I got it's there. It's all okay. the cool thing is it's all no it's all gameplay. There actually isn't that much cutscene. But then from four to five, if you walk over, you'll get to see the thing with Mama. That I don't think I'd spoil on the show, but there's a weird thing with why they call her Mama that's gonna freak you out. I'm just gonna say that. It's freak you the fuck out. It's going to freak you mm-hmm. out. 
Freak me. He has no idea why they might it's... call her mama. Think about it. Fish, why might they call her mama? Mm, they call her mama because she she makes all the BBs? Nope. No? Okay. See? it's huh? I blew my mind. Um... I'm just going to blow Fish's mind, too, because he's just as dumb as me. <laughs> <laughs> we dumb. <sighs> okay. See, All why right. they call her mom? Think about it. I'll ask you again every 10 minutes on the show. Uh, Josh, I did. <laughs> I want to know all Fish's guesses, so when he finds out, he can be like, <gasps> what? Um, Josh, do you know why they call her mama? Don't say it. Because Kojima has a thing for moms. What? <laughs> Kojima's mom has got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> All I've wanted, I've waited for so long. Kojima's no, but he really mom, does. He's got a. He's really got, got a, a thing BT. for moms. With uh, well, who doesn't? His whole, you know, ocelot storyline and oh yeah, and yeah. uh, well, it's motherly. You know, it's it's a cultural and the boss thing. Maybe, I don't know having. That big scar on her, like it's 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 a recurring thing in his games. I, he's he's really got some issues there that uh, he wants us all to work out with him. It's true. Um, I, jo- I did tell Josh I was gonna. I asked Josh to give me two. Did games I say Ocelot? I meant Otacon. I think I said Otacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, I you're think right. I said Ocelot because I, I was. I just agreed know. with you, but I, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like Ocelot. Oh, um, Otacon. Oh, Otacon. What, a, <laughs> what an interesting character that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I asked Josh if there was any games he wanted me to try and play before the end of the year just for relevance because Josh plays a lot of smaller independent games. And I was like, well, Josh, you've played a lot. You can give me two games and I will play them. And the two games that he gave me were actually surprising to me. They were One was called Nights with Bikes. And one was called Stillness in the Wind. So I will start with Stillness in the Wind. Because um, I was <laughs> a game I was very confused by. Because I, I got, I kind of got lost a little bit, sort of, which I didn't think was possible. Anyways, so what this game I gathered from it, they're trying to do is sort of make the, it's a, it's a game about somebody living on a farm. It's an independent game. I got it for $6 on Switch. I don't necessarily think that's the ideal way to play it. Um, I It was ideal for me, I thought at the time, for convenience. But now that I played it on the Switch, I can tell you that it, it's functional and it works. But it's a little slow on there as far as like when you like when you click on something in the movement. And then also like some of the menus are a little confusing with the Switch as opposed to a mouse and keyboard, which I assumed you used to play the game Yeah, on PC. It'd, mm, it'd be about the same, but... Yeah, there are a few things here and there that just are going to work better with a uh, either mouse and keyboard or a touchscreen, uh, just to make it more yeah, simplified. So that's true. And uh, anyways, so it, I took a little adjustment, but it's fine. It's definitely workable. It just some of the menus and stuff are a little bit take getting used to, like the way you're moving it around. It's like one of those invisible menu screens where like they'll put stuff all over the screen, and you kind of have to push over and up and down to kind of see where the cursor ends up it can be a little disorienting mm-hmm. but basically the the game from what i gathered because i didn't know anything about it it's it's kind of about this i assume it's an old lady uh living on a farm or an old man an old something an old an old person some kind old lady um 
she's dressed up. She looks like she's wearing. Uh, she has a very interesting style of clothing. She kind of looks like she's like like when your grandma would knit like a giant um, like comforter for you. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, what? Nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna. Never mind. It's not worth it. <laughs> it looks like she's wearing like a giant patched quilt as like a dress. Um, would you say babushka? So you said yes. Old woman. Oh, I see. Yes, it's, in it's Poland kind of or a... Russia, an old woman or grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, she's like an old grandmother living on a farm, and you just pretty much start the game out wandering around, clicking on things at the farm to see what they do. Like, oh, here's a goat. Click on the goat. Here is a little room where you can like apparently make cheese, which I made a lot of cheese with goat's milk. Here, there's a gun laying on the side of a building for some reason, which I didn't know what I was doing, and I picked it up, and she aimed at this. Like, I almost shot a goat, but she was like, <laughs> I don't have any – she's like, I don't have any bullets. I'm like, was she actually going to shoot that fucking goat? It was weird. <laughs> um, and then it's even weirder because, like, she walks really slow, but you can walk outside of the gate, and, like, there's actually kind of like a – there's like a space outside of her farm that you can wander around on, which is odd. Um, because she walks like really slow and there's like a grave and there's like a well where you can get water and the whole game is basically like about being alone on a farm. It's sort of like the antithesis of like a Farmville kind of game, I assume is what they're going for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's this guy who delivers you letters, um, from people. I don't know who the people in her family, I guess, are friends with weird names because she keeps getting all these letters and... They're kind of like just people like where they've kind of moved on or whatever they're doing in their life. And then at the end of the day, every day it gets dark. You walk inside and like eat or whatever uh, and go to sleep and wake up again. Um, That's pretty much it. I didn't know what was what specifically I was supposed to do completely. Uh, So the, the guy who brings the letters would show up and he had like these weird trinkets on him that he was talking about. And they were highlighted with a star in the inventory system. So I thought that maybe they were important to get. Uh, and I was telling you about this, Josh. I was having trouble like figuring out how to get them because um, I was like, do I buy these? What am I supposed to – how do I get these items he has? And I guess you're supposed to barter for them like you were telling me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the – um, because you're kind of alone out here living on uh, on your own on this farm, um, the mailman will just kind of bring stuff with him. Because um, he's actually, I don't think he is the mailman. I think he brings your mail to you. I think he's um, just a Romany who is currently living nearby because they've kind of known the family for a long time. Um, he was bringing you the mail. It's kind of they. You slowly kind of get that story as you go through the game. Um, but yeah, since you don't since you don't really have any money out here living on on the farm, you can barter with like cheese that you make or eggs or uh w- whatever you can scrounge up around the uh, around the farm. And uh, again, yeah. they don't they don't tell you any of this. So Morgan was having a hard time with this because the it's probably even more oh, I don't know. I don't think it's any more confusing on the switch. I don't think this would have made a difference, but um you can't confirm a trade unless you're giving them a good enough deal. You can confirm it if you're giving them way too good of a deal. So you can like just kind of throw away your stuff by giving, trading them way more than something's worth. Um, Oh, can you? But it doesn't even show up to confirm a trade. 
unless you're offering enough, which I think was the issue because you were trying to buy those special no items, yeah. which uh, yeah. are really expensive. Like it's it's hard to get those. Um, are they integral to the actual story or optional? No, they're optional. Um, oh, okay, okay. They're optional, but they they all add things around the farm. It's like little, like oh, they like are knickknacks, kind of like it says, yeah. So like you can eventually buy like a bird bath to put in your front yard um, and stuff uh-huh. like that, um, which is nice. They're they're these nice kind of little pick me ups on on the farm out there, but again, they're really expensive, and you're on this you know, farm by yourself trying to get by. So that's that's actually one of the, the big struggles in the game is deciding whether or not you really need something else to try to cheer you up. Because each one of those things, I think, only shows up one time to give you a chance to pick it up. Um, yeah. Well, and then yes so, and no. Well, something new will show up. Or I can't remember if they disappear or not. But no, I think he just adds I, the new ones. I can't remember. but I haven't been able to buy them, so I can tell you for a fact that they're still there in the inventory like both of them are okay every time the guy shows so it adds up adds a new one i couldn't remember reason. it's been forever since i since i played it since it was beginning of the year um but uh yeah early on you kind of start with this um small surplus of cheese to kind of keep you fed and taken care of uh whenever the yeah. game starts and uh but life on like the farm is hard. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that it's, it's going to get leaner and leaner as it goes. And uh, so you're trying to still try to kind of keep, keep the whole thing running by yourself. Is that how the game ends? You just starve to death and die? Uh, essentially, yeah. Essentially. Okay. Um, the, uh, it's... Is she still cut off? Because there's this guy who shows up and says that she's, like, cut off from town or something, or some bridge is, like, down, so, like, she can't get into the town for whatever reason. Well, I don't, I don't think she could have gotten there at all just because, like, she's got no she's car. Old. She's an old lady. Like, yeah. you mentioned the area around the house to explore. It's functionally endless because you can't walk fi- fast enough to actually explore it all. Um yeah. Um, like you can, you can get a little ways out and kind of depending on how adventurous you are, you might find kind of other parts of the farm that used to be on this big yeah. homestead that have kind I've of fallen apart out there. Um, yeah. You can find like a, this one's not is too no far limit? out. Cause they, is there no, like, is there no edge to it? Like I've not gone far yeah. enough out to find one, but again, like I said, she walks so slow. I don't think you could. Um, oh, because nighttime will yeah, come. Yeah. Nighttime will come and you just, you'd. You know, you wouldn't be able to see anything. I don't. Anyway, but like you, you functionally can't find the the saddest way to die Um, is to get lost in the darkness. (laughs) But yeah, the, uh, um, I don't know if you've been, I guess you've been reading the the letters there because there's not really a lot else to kind of do, but I have, um, they do this thing where basically all the names and happenings in the letters seem like they almost make sense. Like, nothing makes sense. Like, the names are all slightly strange. They're hard to really place. Oh, is there like, Alzheimer's or something like that? No, I think all the names are right, but it has to do with her just being old and out there by herself because, like, she'll mention these things that all sound big and scary, and you you won't have a framework for it, so you're kind of processing them the same way she does. Um, 
which is really interesting. Like she ends up really worried for her family and, uh, um, anyway, um, it's pretty short. I think yeah. it's a, about a three hour game or so. I, mm-hmm. I'm probably about uh, finishing it. I didn't know. I thought it was required to get that stuff. Cause I, to be honest with you, I had no idea what the, what, if I was progressing it properly. Um, cause I was just like going on with my, what was that? It's my kid. <laughs> He was trying to get up here to oh. start podcasting oh. with us. Uh, he's now famous. Yeah. I didn't know if I was progressing the story correctly, but I guess I am just by living my life. It's all you can do. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's essentially it. Like, I don't, I didn't want to spoil too much of it, but um, yeah, like, I'm not going to give away specifics, but like, that's, that's kind of the big thing there is that you'll see, you'll be, you're, you continue getting these letters from the rest of your family who have all moved on and gone to get big, exciting jobs in the city and, mm-hmm. and leave you behind. Um, which, you know, is kind of the beginning of the game. And then you start hearing, you know, they're giving you all the, telling you all these rumblings about scary things happening in the city that may or may not be all that scary, but you don't have any framework for it. So it's, it's kind of hard to, yeah. to place. Um, meanwhile, you're still trying to make it work on this farm and it's just, like they they do a really really good job of kind of getting you in the same headspace as the main character. Farms are sad, man. My uh, I know a lot of people around here that are family members or extended family and will go out to their farms for Christmas and like holidays and stuff. And like the first thing you notice when you're out in the country is when it gets dark, it gets fucking dark because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no light. And yeah, there's like this weird sadness to it. Like when you're, cause you feel cut off from society and it's very quiet. And especially if they're older people. Yeah. There's, it's very, it's kind of depressing for sure. Mm-hmm. I would always want to be around people for sure. Personally. Yeah. Um, I want to be near people, but not like around people. <laughs> I want to like, if something happens to me, I want an ambulance bill to get to me in five minutes, not 35 minutes, you know? Yeah but I'm kind of a weirdo. Uh, I also was playing, uh, so yeah, I'll probably have that finished here shortly. I'm probably close to the end. Um, and then I tr- I've been playing Nights with Bikes, uh, which I, again, I had nothing, I had no idea what to expect from that either. Um, that game has a really good title menu screen uh, where it's like uh, the front, you know, I never realized that the front of a bike could actually look like a sword, but it does. If you look <laughs> at a bike, from head on. It's almost like if you ever played a game and like you'll see like a weird design thing in the game and you're like, oh, I bet they were sitting around thinking of that and they were like, let's just make a game around that whole idea because mm-hmm. it's so clever. <laughs> I, I almost feel like they saw a bike from the front and they were like, oh, it looks like a sword if you do this. Oh, let's make a game where they're like knights, but they're really just like kids in a trailer park riding bikes around and stuff. Um Oh, yeah. It's just kind of like a trailer park, but yeah, it's just about like kids in sort of like a run so far and like a rundown. I got through. Okay, so the premise from what I gathered was uh, kids in like sort of a trailer parky kind of place um, or a little community thing, and they're friends and they're going on their little kid adventures like we all do. And the first, like for example, the first adventure we went on was to go through like this golf course, sort of like a eccentric putt putt course someone built. Yeah. Uh, very weird, very weird looking co- course. The art style is interesting. It kind of reminds me like 
The art style reminds me of, it's supposed to look like something maybe a kid would draw, but there's no way in hell a kid could ever draw it because it's very complex um, kind of a thing. Or like one, or, or like one of those really... Like a kid's book. Um, like it's, yeah, it's got like that fan- sort of... Uh, um, pastel, not the color yes. palette, but the, the medium, like a pastel uh, art style to everything like, there. Yeah, like things almost look like they're... Like like someone made like a piece of paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like someone made a, a a person out of a piece of paper and kind of stuck all their little body parts on them. But um, but yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it looks like it's really it's well executed for sure. It's just it's very much uh, going for that that look. And like the waves kind of just look like a kid was drawing like with crayon or something like that yeah. in the ocean, stuff like that. Which yeah, playing this game definitely seems like a Josh game because I know you really like these. Um, sweet kid adventure kind of games uh let's see so you start off in the beginning you're kind of like in your your little room with your friend like playing video games although the video game in the actual game was was terrible mm-hmm. um it was, it was that weird punching game or whatever it was like a fighting game yeah it's like a fighting um, game but like the game itself is fairly simple so in order to make the game seem like a game within a fairly simple game it's just like you're yeah. you're just like you're jamming like a and b kind of like you know like the, you know, rock'em sock'em robots. It's like it's essentially that, but in a video game, um, mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, I didn't know it was two. Pl- I didn't know it was co-op until I started playing it. Yeah, it can be. It co-op. can be. It's got a thing where you can like swap back and forth between the the different characters, or you can just have somebody else pick up another controller and play uh play the other player with you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, you can just kind of swap back and forth. <laughs> Um, a pressing space bar, or it looks like somebody could play with you and you can team up. It's weird when you play these kind of games by yourself because you'll just see the other person doing all the stuff they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like all, um, like when you go through that golf course at the beginning, it's like a little, it's, you're supposed to be sort of hunting down this treasure uh, to follow this sort of myth of this treasure, I guess, on this island where these people buried this hidden treasure. And that's kind of what the theme of the golf course is. Uh, and then, of course, it wouldn't be an indie game without them working in some uh, narratives about loved ones and relationships and things like that. Like when you get to the end of the golf course, you sort of find out that there was some sort of like separation of the father and mother um, because she has like, she took the, so it's kind of hard to explain without getting into the details of like what you see on the golf course. But uh, you find some stuff under the golf course that implies that. And then, yeah, that's kind of I got to like the part where there was like a uh, through the part where the construction crane was like tearing down um, her little fort area and you had to like take it down and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the one character throws little frisbees like fall. Man, I thought for sure I was going to get the golf, Josh. I was so excited <laughs> to actually golf. I was like, man, it's a golf course. If I can golf, I'm going to be in heaven. Uh, but you have to do frisbee. You have to throw frisbees, which is fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the movement feels pretty good. It's weird because, like, in these kind of games, because you're in a 3D plane, but you feel like you're, like, a 2D object almost. Like, the way you move, it's kind of – it's interesting. Uh, but, yeah, the movement feels feels pretty good. But it feels like this game is sort of trying to um, summon those feelings of, like, going on a f- adventure when you were, like, six years old and you would just grab your bikes with your friends and just make some shit up and drive out behind the house or whatever or yeah down the street you know oh yeah that, and we all did that we everyone did that stuff and that's what they're going for very literally 
um, in many ways. So, um, yeah, it seems pretty cute and charming. So you took a, it looks like you took a real liking to this game, Josh. Yeah. The, uh, the story is, uh, like it starts off fairly simply there. Um, with the whole, you know, kids just going on adventures and I mean, you, you started to get to it there with, like you mentioned, the, the darker whole, stuff, the, uh, you know, crane coming and tearing down the golf course there. And it, um, yeah. like it, it, the, well, like the, the overarching thing yeah. there is that it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Goonies style adventure. Like, you know, they're going to tear down our home. We've got to find enough money to be able to, to be able to buy our home again. And it's, it's got that sort of a thing to it. Um, when it starts and it doesn't it doesn't end up you know just following the goonies beat for beat like it's got its own thing going on there but that's kind of the the big push to get the get the story rolling um yeah there's there's some cool things like when you first go into the end of the golf course the kids like kind of delusional as all kids are but you'll come up to like a building and it's got like eviction papers all over it, and she's like oh this isn't important let's just tear those down mm-hmm. but like you as the player who's not a kid know that eviction papers all over the place not great yeah not great to see mhm uh, and apparently your dad's not paying the bills or something cuz that shit's getting tear down for whatever reason um so yeah, you can see kind of the the larger themes looming in there. There's some little cute stuff like when you collect items, like you know, those little plastic things that hold your bread rolls together in your kitchen. Like when you tie your bread with bread ties, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. You get like the, that's yeah, like the you find clips it. there. Yeah, the little little plastic clips you find. I used to use those as guitar picks. Oh yeah, um, you find those. <laughs> you find those like on the ground as like I don't know if they're currency or what. Uh, I don't know yeah, what all the you, items. <laughs> The currency you use to customize your bike, which you haven't quite gotten to yet. That's like oh, very okay. soon after where you stop there is uh, okay. you'll find a guy who will let you customize your bikes. And uh, it's funny, like all these things you're collecting are like, it's the weird random stuff that a kid would collect. Like those, you know, the tops to a bread, yeah. bread bag and you'll collect like different bugs and bottle caps and pins and stuff like that. And Mm-hmm. They are they're currency, but they're all unique currency, which you don't notice because you just pick them up. But when you go to customize your bike, you'll have like a screen with like just a, you know, just your pile of crap that you just dug out of your pockets, and you'll need to like trade in specific things for like the different parts you can customize your bike with, um, which is like yeah. it, it. For the most part, you just kind of find stuff, so you'll have whatever you need. But there are a couple of them that are slightly more rare, and so you'll you'll start to pay attention to all the little crap that you collect whenever you pick something up. You're like, oh yeah, I, I can finally go buy this other part to my bike now, which I I think kind of makes you feel more like a kid again when you're collecting all this junk because junk because yeah. like you'll specifically be looking <clears throat> for a you know like one type of thing there. Uh, I um I remember when I was a kid, I used to take my. Uh, it was like a wheel, like a wheelbarrow thing, like that we carry around stuff in the yard. Not a wheelbarrow, fuck, a wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, me and my sister would go around like the neighborhood, and we would just look. <laughs> Sounds gross, but it, it wasn't that gross at the time. We were just looking like the like near the drains on sidewalks and on sidewalks for like weird items, and mm-hmm. we would go up and down the block, and we'd come back with all sorts of weird shit. Yep. Uh, that seemed really cool. Um, obviously, yeah. looking back, it was disgusting. <laughs> 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 My uh, my sister used to go through uh, garbage as a kid, and she had to be scolded not to do that. But mm. um, her her and this other kid would, you know, 
I, 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 we lived in an apartment uh, building and it was like six stories tall and we were on the fourth fourth floor and I would look out of my window and I'd be like, oh, there's my sister. Wait, wait, where's she going? And she'd be going to the dumpster and I'd see her hop in there. <laughs> I'm oh, just yeah. like, oh, she's dumpster diving. Okay. <laughs> she she was like seven years old. So I was just like. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't have like a good grasp of dirty yet. It's just the weirdest thing for me, maybe because I have OCDs about like certain kinds of cleanliness, um, as we all do. But like, I'll see, yeah, I'm gonna see my kids doing stuff. I'm like, how do you not feel disgusting? <laughs> just, they don't know any better. Um, but yeah, that game seems pretty adorable. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, the big one, okay, hold on, before we get to Disco Elysium, Josh said he was playing something called Arise. Yes, Arise, uh, a simple story, I think is the tagline with that, um, is another game. like narrative game, basically. Um, okay. But uh, you're, you're playing as uh, this, this guy who just died, and uh, it, the, uh, like the, the game opens with your cremation, and then you wake up. Um, and you're kind of like you're kind of reliving. Is that who you are? Yeah, yeah, sort of like Santa Claus. He's got a big beard. Um, he's like some some Nordic country up there, just kind of possibly Norway, just judging off of the how many mountains there are and everything. But anyway, um, you're kind of you're reliving flashes and and memories of his life as you go through, mm-hmm. and because you're reliving all these things you're kind of you have control over time where you can like go forward and backwards um to change things about uh about the memories you're in um to do generally just like platforming puzzle type things uh where you're just trying to get through a memory kind of see 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 the whole thing um and you'll find like these different you know the collectibles in the game are just like freeze frames from like the specific memory that you're in that are uh, a little bit more like narrative uh what's that's what that's a way to say this um like they they, so they, they like, make it more distinct instead of just kind of an overall feeling like okay this is what's going on in this sort of memory um they'll they'll make it like they'll nail it down more than the way the level itself does. Um, but, uh, yeah, you'll do things like, um, in the first level, um, you can speed up time from like winter going into spring as a kid. And you can like either melt the snow as it turns into spring and let all the flowers kind of bloom and stuff. And the water rise from all the snow melting, uh, or then turn back time and let everything kind of refreeze again. Um, and do different puzzles to go through. Um, okay, so it's a puzzle game platformer. Well, at I say puzzle. It's they're it's platforming. You're just trying to figure out exactly what time to be in to make you know to get somewhere you're trying to go. It's it's essentially gotcha. that. It's kind of like platforming, but you've got to think about making the platforms be where you want them to as well. Sort of a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the the first thing that I notice about it was just that it, it's really it's like a fairly minimalist sort of art style like 
low poly-ish. Not not super low poly. There have been a few other like almost PS1 looking games, but um I mean something kind of Wind Waker ish. Yeah, it looks kind of Wind Waker ish, but oh, with yeah, less not not great big giant <laughs> eyes and stuff. It's more like um anyway. It feels like it's more trying to give an impression than really uh um make something be so specific that it uh doesn't connect. Um Yeah. But yeah, you're 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 going through all these different memories of this guy's life uh now that he's died. Um before he before he moves on and you'll get like each level will be like a different vignette like that first one was kind of you know his his memories of of the winter and coming into spring as he was a little kid and then you mm-hmm. you get other ones like him playing in the fields um and finding bugs and and flowers and stuff like that um so like the next level after that you you're you're tiny so you can uh um like uh hop on uh snails and stuff and ride them around to use them as platforms oh, that's cute. so you're like this just yeah. just tiny and then they have uh i think more than one level where you're small like that um but they kind of they change as you go uh with different themes as He's... as as the memories become different parts of his life um have you found the cuz if it starts with your death it seems like they're definitely going for a more emotional kind of narrative like have you found that that it works like are you feeling like it's it's achieving what they're were going for in their artistic intent with you yeah yeah there's there's a level closer to the end but like still kind of near the middle where it starts to go really dark really fast and i wasn't sure they were going to stick the landing um Mm -hmm. because like the turn it's not that it happens so fast. Like you can you can see where it's going for a while before there, but it just it it's really goes dark there for a while. Um and I was worried because it was kind of oversimplified that they wouldn't stick the landing, but they actually did a really good job with it. Um which was, you know, just kind of a a nice surprise. Like I've I've played a few other games this year that have kind of been similar. Like Sea of Solitude did the whole similar thing, and I, I mentioned this before. Where didn't really click with you. But, like it, no, it clicked like too well to the point where I ended up hating the main character because they're like, oh, um, yeah. It did a yeah, like <laughs> click too. Yeah, well. no, like I was I, I ended up well. connecting with this other character so much that seeing how the main character treated them in the past maybe just yeah, write them off. off i'm like no fuck this character they deserve everything they've got coming to them i don't want to help them <laughs> i don't want to help their life get any better and that's kind of uh there have been a few games that have done that where like they're doing such a good job at getting across the different characters in the game that you end up disliking the main character uh this one like uh yeah. sea of solitude did that um night in the woods did that i just I thought the game was really good. It's really stuck with me, but I just, I don't like May. Like, she's just. Yeah, she's difficult. She's really yeah, difficult. difficult. Like, yeah. she's this just dumbass, you know, late teen, fr- early 20 year old who's the, like kind of, you know. Yeah. 
you not, feel frustrated by what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doing, and it's like you're like, I would not ever do that shit. You're just like, oh, yeah. It's it's weird. It's like it's like I'm really connecting to them, but like they're 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 asking me to role play as somebody that I just don't really like. Um, yeah, I feel like you're connecting more to their circumstances, mm-hmm. and and as opposed to them as a per, as their character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like it's one of those things. Yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, th- this one looks like it might get there at some point. Is kind of what I was saying. Like in the middle of this one level, but they managed to uh, not in the same not in the same way. It's like it's not like oh I'm just gonna hate this main character, but it was just like all of a sudden it started getting really dark, and I'm like, they're in a, in a fairly simplified way trying to talk about a really difficult subject um yeah and i didn't think they'd pull it off they pulled it off really really well and it kind of after after seeing that just it was really a joy to go through the rest of the game i'm like okay they clearly know what they're doing um like i mean the rest of it was fun before that point but like once they they nailed it it was like okay i'm on board and then the rest of the thing was just like i could kind of relax because i've a few of those other games, like I said, have just kind of, you know, they hit those moments, and I just, I'm, I'm done. So, well, you know, Josh, the, the look, the death of Santa Claus is a heavy-handed issue. <laughs> it's not to be taken lightly. All right, uh, this isn't the first time Santa Claus has died. Well, it was this year, but uh, wasn't this year. But I played it this year. But the whole with forgotten Anne as well with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah, the deep implications mm-hmm. of this Santa metaphorically when your child must no longer believe in Santa mm-hmm. and he must die in their hearts. Um, the big one, so the big one this week, of course, uh, is Disco Elysium. I say big one, but it is probably the biggest, even though it's still a little more niche being PC. Um, you've heard a lot about it at the Game Awards, probably. Um, and then we'll get to our our question bucket to round up this show. Fish. This is your your weekly checkup. Why do they call her mama? Um because she makes a really mean stew. It's <laughs> a good guess. Um good guess. Uh so Disco Elysium fish. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I was reading up wow. on it and it sounds interesting. Oh, it's interesting. This is the kind of game you'd play for at least an hour and a half before dropping. Oh, cool. Right? Wow. <laughs> hour and a half? Wow. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. It's all... this. Some of, there's things about this game that are like, I love so much, but it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I love that it's all about conversation, but like, it can be a little exhausting. Like, it took me like two hours to get through like... The first area, because I wanted to talk to every fucking person and click on every little thing, and I couldn't get any fucking movement going. But oh my god, the writing in this game, you've heard a lot about it, you're like, yeah, I get it. It's got good writing. No, it's got very, very good writing. Exceptional writing. Um, Because you kind of talk to yourself. It's weird, Fish, like... As Josh will be able to attest to, I've never played... I don't know if it's the only game like this. I don't like to say these statements, but I've never played an RPG where, like... Everything you're, like, leveling up, like, sure, games like Fallout have charisma and stuff like that, but, like, everything you're doing in this game is basically conversation-related, yeah. like, like how smart you are, your sensitivity, your your intelligence, stuff like that, like, everything is, is, is weird. It's based around your inner leveling up, like, your inner thoughts. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, like, at the beginning of that clip of me dying, 
that I sent you earlier, mm -hmm. that first screen are essentially like all the different aspects of yourself. Um, and instead of them just kind of being a thought you have, it's like that thought is like coming a from a different character. <laughs> like they're, they're all yeah. personified. Yes. And so instead of just mm. having a thought, it'll be presented to you kind of as if the part of your brain responsible for that mode of thinking is saying it to you. So they'll say it in specific ways. Um, like your anxiety, like if you were to have your anxiety fish and it was talking to you, like that would be, what's the last one on the, I'm trying to think shivers or something. I'm trying uh, to think yeah. One. Shiver. Shiver is the one that's like, uh, if you notice that it's, it's like one of your social, um, yes. intelligence things on there. And it's like, you'll pick up when things just aren't right. Um, yeah. More easily. Maybe that wouldn't be anxiety. I don't um, know what anxiety would be, but like, it'd be like if your anxiety could talk to yeah. you as an inner thought. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Um, which it, which it does oftentimes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Don't right. go out there. <laughs> Don't pull your pants down. She'll laugh. She'll <laughs> laugh and tell her friends. Oh. And then you're like, oh, well, I click. let's roll on this dialogue option where I'm like, oh, she won't tell her friends. She'll love me for who I am. And then you roll and it's like, check failure. You failed. Like, no, she is going to tell her friends and my tiny penis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you roll on everything, which is very mm. RPG-esque, but it, you get your percentages, but like... Like Josh was saying, you just start off as this cop. I, the amnesia thing is annoying, but they find a way to make it work because you are just trying to learn about your world. So they pretty much it's the only thing they could do really in context is that you are a drunken cop who like literally you feel like you're pulling yourself. The first conversation in the game is like it sounds like you're pulling yourself back from yep. death, basically like a blackout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like it says, like your ancient. Re I I tried to take a picture, but it's like your ancient reptilian mind is like talking. Yeah, to yeah. You. No, like the first thing, the first voice you hear in the game is like your reptile brain. Um, yeah, so it's like just you know you're you're not all there. You're and and the dialogue is written as if it's just you know like you know your spinal cord, you know, just is aware that stump something around him is starting to kind of happen, mm -hmm. but like. And anyway, like you'll get that, and then you'll have another character show up who's like your limbic system. So like you're 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 more aware of stuff. Like okay, no, I think maybe I'm a person as you're starting to wake up, and it's 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 really good. It's the writing play, is so yeah. ridiculously yeah. good. It's almost too good, but they get. It's pretty much the whole game. The whole game mm -hmm. is just writing, so that's like everything. Yeah. Like I. I don't have a strong feeling on like the art direction or the music or anything like that, but the writing is exceptional. The, I will say this, the art, the menu screens are awesome. Like that first menu screen where you pick your uh, special ability yeah. and they, they use like this really extreme version of their art direction to show all those different like uh, emotions and stuff as it's yeah. crazy. No, no, the, the art direction is also outstanding. It's uh, the whole thing is basically just oil painted. Um, and yeah, the, yeah these different aspects of yourself are like way more abstract and just crazy out there creatures to, to kind of, you know, have, you know, represent the different aspects of you. Um, and uh, like you mentioned the amnesia thing there. I think that's about the only way it can work in a video game. Cause essentially what they're trying to do is, allow you to create any backstory you want for the most part. Um, Cause you, it's not like you discover things about yourself that are so specific that they'll counter whatever character you make up to play as. 
Um, so it's like it's like they're trying to make it as close to D and D as they can without it, uh, um, you know, actually having a dungeon master being able to accommodate whatever you make up, um, which is I think where you get yeah, the whole. Exactly. Well, it's, you've got to have. There's got to be some reason you're a cop, and you know, so like we're gonna give you slightly more framework than you know a DM would. Um, you are a cop. Like that's you're, there's not really a Very way around that. Ugly but cop. one of the ugliest human beings yeah, I've but, ever but seen. Yeah, but you're you're kind of making make up the a character. Joke about yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you're making up the rest of the character, and you can kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, flesh out the rest of it, which is really neat. Based off of what, yeah, yeah, it is. It's interesting. It's interesting. Like a lot more. Like I immediately when I walked out, I tried to really get my flirt on. I I knew immediately there was gonna be some limitations because I immediately tried to flirt with that lady on the balcony smoking the cigarette, Mm -hmm. and then she went into her room. But then I didn't want to be creepy because I walked up to her door and it was like, "Do you want to shake the handle or whatever?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to seem like my fucking (laughs) rapey guy, like shaking her handle, like come on out, come on out." So I knocked and I tried. I didn't get all the options I was hoping for necessarily. Um, I my dream game is at some point we'll live in a world where like immediately I will be able to follow through with my dark desire, which was somehow befriending this woman. Not I'm not talking about like I just wanted to befriend her, get something going because she because I had this dialogue option. It said like make it known that you want her sexually. Of course I did that and. And then she was like, wait, were you talking to her? So she's at her balcony, but are you at the balcony as well? It's it's, in like a hotel. So it's like one of the interior balconies kind of looking overlooking down into the the lobby. Yeah. Okay. Overlooking the lobby. Yeah. That's, and that was just, that's (laughs) a little strange. Even if like, you don't like, okay. Jiggling that handle sounds fucking weird, but. (laughs) Even just following her up back up to her room and then knocking on the door saying, "Hey, we we had a conversation in the lobby. Let's let's continue this." Well, well, no, that's the thing, Fish. Yeah, she's I, she's I right outside her door. door. Like it was. It, oh, okay. Yeah. It's one of those things. Oh. Like if you don't have a picture in your yes. head of of where it's going, it can sound even worse. Than he's yeah. 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 It does. But to Fish's point, though. like she does go in her room, and I. Fu- but that's the thing. Like she, before she goes in her room, I don't know if it was the role I got, but she was like. And yes, I do feel the longing. It was a very sort of an implied, like, she feels the lust kind of a thing that they were saying. And I was like, oh, what is she saying? Mm. What's going on here? Because uh, it's just the way she, I wish I could find it. I tried to Google it. I couldn't find anybody with this dialogue online. It was pissing me off. Um, I don't even remember the lady's name. She was just the blonde lady smoking a cigarette on the balcony. But it's just fun. Like, it's, it's kind of – it's exhausting, though, in this way, Fish, because you're, like – you're having a conversation with a person while having a conversation with your different person – like, yourself. So, like, it'll constantly be, like, interrupting this actual conversation with your inner thoughts. <laughs> and you're ha- – <laughs> so, like, it's, it's kind of a lot to, like, process. You're like, oh, who said that? Okay. This is this person saying that to me. I'm going to – it's so it's it's a lot, but it's, like, super in- interesting. Like, yeah. Be like my dream Game of Thrones game would be like to have George R. R. Martin just make a game like this, where like uh, I play like a guy who po- cleans up poop after dragons or something, and it has a bunch of dialogue like this. And of course, uh, there's some people doing some shady stuff under the Coliseum where I'm dumping all the dragon poop, and I hear them, and I get twist dark twi- <laughs> pulled into the dark twisted underworld of uh, medieval uh, 
the medieval mob life or something. Um, but I just want like I like the the time. all starts with a... you quick you quickly find out that dragon poop that you've been throwing away is actually you know very good money in there and you could be selling that shit on the black market. Yeah. 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 There's a cop that comes down there and, you know, the dragon was, they think the dragon might've killed their, their partner. And so I, they have to dig through the dragon poop and I'm just like, I dumped all the dragon poop out. And they're like, Oh, this is suspicious. Uh, anyways, we don't need to get into the story. It's, it's writing itself. This is writing itself. All right. Yeah. But, but the idea of like the the whole game is just dialogue and I just would love to be like my dream for like some of my favorite writers it's just like a game where you just have all these internal because that's whenever I play RPGs I like to go for the persuasion route like the the routes where you talk to people with the dialogue options and that's kind of what killed the outer worlds for me it was like once I did that every option was it was just like a means to an end like I leveled up my persuasion so that the guy would do what I want him to do and that was it but like this game is like all about conversation although physicality plays a step in it josh and i don't know yet because i actually made my character really strong and really sensitive yeah you have roles uh, you have roles for things other than dialogue it's basically it's it's it it's like a dnd game like i said i on that first death i lost a roll to jump up and grab my tie and died of a heart attack so like you'll you'll have other like uh again like you have more than one physical attribute um like not not just like you know the D and D strength and agility, but like more broken down than even that. Um, where yeah, kind of you'll like depending on whether you're you know like really good at uh, like have a high pain tolerance or are just really strong or um, are fast. Like you'll like they're all different things that you kind of level up. Um, which I actually really like not. That it's it's cool for the physical part of it, but I think more so for the uh, like the dialogue options because you're not just becoming more persuasive. You kind of have to be. Um, you'll the parts that you focus on more are the parts that you'll you'll just be better at, and it does, they're not all good in all situations, which I think is is really really cool. Um, instead of. It just you you really yeah. you really you really end up specializing because it just you yeah. do. There's like a physical physical example of fish is like Josh was saying one time I had to try and jump from my coat and I couldn't I couldn't get there I rolled for it, it was like a seventy percent chance and I couldn't jump from my coat that was hanging on this ledge and I really wanted to see what was going to happen so then I went down and talked to this like boy near this murder scene a little longer. And I ended up opening up a conversation with myself where he was like, don't be a pussy, just make the jump. And then I went back up there and then I had a 30% chance of making the jump. So it changed, but I still, I still didn't make it. But I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do this fucking thing? Yeah. Because my stats in that, in that field were weak. Um, oh. So it's, it's, yeah, you never know what's going to come up. It's like very unpredictable in that way. Yeah. Um, do you, do you feel like you you're sitting there then trying to find different things that would level up that uh, certain stat as far as like increasing your probability? Not really. Like no. Um, again, because you have to specialize so much. Um, several of the roles I've come on have been like, you've got a two percent chance that this will happen. There's you. There's no going out and leveling to be able to eventually do this. Well- 
type rules. Yeah. Not all of them are like that. Like uh, some of them are easier, right. but it's it's one of those things where you're gonna have to. It's it's the promise we were always given and then never delivered in stuff like the uh, Deus Ex games, where it's like you can pick how you want to yeah. go about all these things, but really you max everything and then <laughs> just do whatever you want. Um, whereas this yeah. one, it's like you you really do you have to find different ways around certain problems depending on what sort of character you're playing as because you can drastically change it from uh just how you build it it's it's too bad because i think that if these and maybe they'll change because they're going to get a lot more notoriety now that they're bigger but if they had taken like this exact sort of idea for a game and mixed in something that people enjoyed like a really also maybe a really good adventure combat system or like a uh, a bigger budget like you could see this kind of game like exploding um but because it's a very the niche like kind of a, art direction and like piece. a like a detroit human type of game mm, no no well, way way <laughs> no way better but yes no you're on the right track imagine if david cage took his production values mm-hmm. and worked with them yeah imagine like, this if all that like, got money got yeah. given to somebody with talent <laughs> well i i think that david cage it's <laughs> he I, he has talents that's just the writing isn't necessarily one of them or the story writing isn't necessarily one of them. But, you know, if a teamwork thing would be cool, I think, because these people like have like there are definitely I don't have issues with the game. There's just a lot of things in the game that are just kind of like oddly forgettable. Like it's weird because the writing is so exceptional. If you look at I couldn't wrap my head around it because I was looking at the game awards and it won like. Best independent game, best narrative, all this stuff. But it wasn't nominated in stuff like character and art direction and music. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like it, But then when you play the game, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I see it. Because the writing is like exceptional, but everything else is just fine to me. To me, it's just kind of fine. Um, the art direction is distinctive, I feel like, in the portraits and stuff. But like in, in like Josh said, something oil painting, I just don't feel like it jumps off the screen at me. But it does, it's not in the characters. Like I don't, I don't think that... Your partners and interest. I don't like any of the characters at all, but I like the conversations that I have. If that makes sense, um, like your like, I don't find your 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 partner particularly interesting as a character yet. Um, I think my character is just kind of a. I guess he's interesting because of the way I'm playing him, but as that's his only character you know what i mean like of there's like this annoying kid in the in the backyard who is like tossing homophobic slurs everywhere um and uh i thought he was an annoying character too like i just haven't really liked any of the characters but i think the writing is except in fact they it it was it's kind of a big deal because they're allowing their characters to be disgusting like when you when you i first saw him make the homophobic slur i was like what the fuck you can't you can't put this in a video game this is but they're trying to portray a world where there are gross homophobic people in it. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's done distastefully, I guess. Um, and I know this is a difficult line it's to tread also, because they also censor it as well, which is yes, you don't. Well, you know. What yeah, he, no. Like yes, it's obvious what he's saying, yes. but it's like he's meant to be this stupid little kid, you know, like this, you know, thinks he's thinks he's a big man, sort of a sort of a character. So he's tossing this out constantly like almost every line type stuff yeah but like thankfully it's like you know bleeped out so you're not having to sit there through it all you know um yeah anyway it's 
Well, well, like everyone, you'll see the letters they leave in and the ones they yeah. don't, and you kind of count it out. You're like, whoa, he just said that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like a weird, gross kid that collects like dead pig heads and stuff like that. Um, but like they're trying to portray a world where this stuff exists. And I think I'm wondering how certain people will take to that because you could make a case that you could make them gross without actually having that in there. Like if 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 I'd have to talk to someone, some of my friends who um, are gay, if they played a game like this and they felt like it was uh, how it made them feel, you know what I mean? Because it's from people I've talked to or seen in the industry who it seems like the prevailing thought around the dialogue is that it's done in a way to just make that like there are gross people in this world. And like, you know what I mean? It's done to just portray that there are like this gross homophobic kid is just back there throwing rocks at a dead body, you know, because that's just the kind of gross kid he is. Um, so it's, it's interesting in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, and you, one thing you have to remember is that what was really getting to me is that you have to hold tab all the time because I was talking to everyone and I feel like I was missing stuff, but you have to hold tab to highlight things you can click on. So like I went through that whole area where the first dead body was and I didn't know what to do. And then I held tab and it showed a thing on the trash can and I was like, oh, and it opened up this whole dialogue box where I was trying to get in the trash can and I had to get keys from the, the guy in the front. I wonder how you did this, Josh. Did you do it the same way? We just got keys from the guy behind the counter. And then went and opened the trash can and dug through it to find the the stuff. I don't think it was even locked. Or if it was, I picked it. I don't remember it being a big deal. It's it's locked unless you get a crowbar or the keys. But you have to get the crowbar from your I don't know what I have, but cops. it wasn't it wasn't a big issue when I got to it. Obviously not enough to remember. So I either picked it or already had the crowbar or something, so yeah, you can get the crowbar from your assistant's car. That's what he says. No, I didn't He's go like, to the car first, my... not before I went there, so I don't know how I got into the trash what? can. I probably just picked it. Oh, now so you can't just. There wasn't a pick option. There wouldn't have been if you couldn't have picked it. Huh. Interesting. Well, you went. Did you? What were your specialties in the game again? You went with high, high intelligence, kind of middling. Uh. Emotional intelligence, um, mm-hmm. fairly nimble, and, like, no strength at all. I was kind of going for, like, a washed-up um, old guy is kind of what, what I was thinking there. Like, um, again, you can, because it's, because, not only because you can specialize, but you have to specialize. There's, there's so few ability points to put in the game at the beginning. Yeah, um, yeah I was going for, like, like a fairly intelligent cop, like someone who's good at his job, but it was like, you know, just an emotional child. And, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. I kind of went with the sensitive buff guy who was only moderately intelligent. And then the bottom one I had nothing in almost mm-hmm. whatever the bottom thing was. Yeah. It's like I, all your agility, I, uh, and like dexterity yeah. checks. So like, um, like you're not going to be good with machines or you're, you're probably not gonna be able to lock pick anything or, or like no any, any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, Maybe that's what it was. It's probably why you well, had a harder cool time thing. with that it jump seems... as well. And although I think some of that, yeah. anyway, yeah. Did you make the jump? I didn't try it. I had like a low percent chance oh, okay. to, to get there. So I was just like, fuck it and walk away. Cause again, because I've got no health, it's got to really change the way I play the game. Cause I can just die at any moment if I'm not careful. Um, 
it's funny. I mean, that's how I am in real life. I can't stretch or anything in real life. I'm not very agile. I'm more strong and sensitive, like medium sort of intelligence. That's what I put on the thing. Um, so I try to make it after laughter, my real life self. I just, uh, I just don't like that main character. Just looks fucking scary, man. <laughs> he looks like a serial killer. Is what he looks like. Uh, it's he fucking looks like a serial killer. But yeah, it's yeah, it's really excellent. I mean, that's the whole game is basically just talking to people. You're solving murders, which is nice. But I. Other than the one murder part, it's mostly been just conversations. And, dude, it takes a long time. If you get into it, yeah. like I was walking around talking to everyone, God, it's very slow because you're just talking and talking. Yeah. And you're enjoying yeah, yourself. Like, yeah. No, like it's – I think that's like a plus even. Like my whole first day of the stream was spent within like a tenth of a block. Like it was in the hotel. Yeah. And yeah, then me too. the lot behind the, the hotel – and then in the, the bookstore yeah. across from the hotel, that was the bookstore. It. That yep. was it. And I haven't even finished the bookstore. Like I just went in there when the uh, yeah. when the stream was ending there. It's just uh, there's it's it's so story dense compared to uh, you know like mm-hmm. what you're actually seeing in the world, um, which I like. I, like it, it feels yeah. like it's an actual place. Like like you're kind of trying to talk to everybody and figure out what happened here. Yeah, it's 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 done. I guess the guy who made this game is writing, making a book too as well. But like, it's done in a way. I love games that are really feel like they're catering to me as an adult. Not necessarily always in the form of writing. It can be in the form of themes or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy the games that cater to my interests as an adult because this game feels like it's very adult, um, and you don't necessarily need any special skill to play it. It's very accessible, as we joke with the difficulty thing because it's just. Walking and clicking. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can do that. And apparently in your story, I would be fascinated to see how differently things could turn out. Apparently extremely or... difficult, extremely differently, because I was actually playing with, um, t- since I was playing it on stream, several other people there had played all the way through the game and were talking about how I was doing things just completely differently than the way they were tackling them. Um, just because of the really? different okay. build, the different way I was role-playing it. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess yeah. that's kind of the only thing. Like, it is a role-playing game. Um, like, and if if you don't, because the character has amnesia, it's not like you're, it's, he's not going to reveal the character of this main character to you as much as it's like, you have to figure it out. You have to... Unravel it. Why is he such a piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, just make it your own story. Like, you can, you can... Anyway, you can fill in your own piece of shit self mm-hmm. into the. <laughs> Although there, I did get this thing at the beginning that was implying I had like an an ex wife or an ex spouse or something, and I was really trying to go down that dialogue tree, and it wouldn't let me. It was like, no, no, forget about mm-hmm. that that person. No, yeah, you'll get like little know. flashes of your old life that you can choose to remember or not. That was one of them. One of the first things I got was like, I think I have a house, and like you can choose which thoughts to dwell on and let them become a bigger part of yourself yeah um and yeah. so i've for the like like what was one of the first things i chose and for like several hours i've been trying to think of where i live trying to remember that part of me so i so i have a house and so it's hopefully it turns out that i do have one and i'm not trying to remember this and i uh, you know it was all a waste of time because there's nothing there waiting for me but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's it's neat. Like, 
one of the other first ones that you can get is uh getting your shit together because you start freaking out and it takes you a while to kind of calm yourself and still yourself up to do this and so you'll have to really focus for i don't know it was like 15 20 minutes game time of getting your shit together which was yeah pretty great well it's funny i got i i do got one here josh where you, the game asks you at the beginning it's like a joke it's like do you want to con- simply keep on non-existing which is great because mm-hmm. fish could have finished this game in 30 seconds um i think by just clicking that option uh yeah i just don't want to exist ever okay guys i beat the game this is my kind of game mm-hmm. uh the, the screen would never <laughs> even fill with color it's just black with text mm-hmm. but um I said, simply keep on non-existing, and it said, ancient reptilian brain. An inordinate amount of time passes. It is utterly void of struggle. No ex-wives are contained within it. And I said, what was that about ex-something? And then the limbic system jumped in. An awareness creeps up on you. A mass lies hidden in your dead angle, soaking in some lurid acidic sauce. It's bloated and shameful, a ball of meat surrounding you. This is a terrible line of questioning, and it will only lead to more awareness of the meat thing. And then I had two choices. No, I want to know more about that ex-something. That's just an example of yeah. the, the, the writing. Is just very, It reminds me a lot of that thing I used to read, that first paragraph from Call of Cthulhu that I read on the podcast. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of that sort of weird stuff. Just It's cool. It's, it's, it's very different. I've never played an RPG so centered around conversation, and that is, like, something I would love. Um, I just kind of wish some of the other pieces of the game were just a little more memorable to me but because the writing is, like, very, very memorable. But I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm having a great time. That's why I was like trying to get you to stream. I was like, Josh, you gotta try this game. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking crazy game. Um it seemed like a game you would stream because I know you do a lot of adventure games on your streams too. Yeah. Well Yeah. Yeah, I do try to do more narrative games just because um I think less people do them and you can kinda get a fairly good idea of the experience that way mm-hmm. um so kind of try to get get those thoughts out to to more people kind of the idea so it's coming to console next year and i think that'll be really good for it it's a shame that more people couldn't get a hold of this game because it's pc only like i'm playing it on my wife's pc and it's not great pc what like her pc can just barely handle it which is mm-hmm. probably why i'm not as into the look of the game as as probably Josh is because he's got that high end PC, but yeah, I mean it's not um, like there's not a ton of stuff going on on screen, but the texture work is kind of where it all is. So if you don't have the RAM to be able to load these oil painting looking, like the floors will be like oil paintings of floors with like you know different crack tiles and stuff, and it yeah there's, there's just it's probably a little more simplified in order to get it to work. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, exactly. I'd have to look at screenshots that you took or something. But like, as, as far as like the overall geometry and like everything else going on, like if they start lowering texture resolution, it's gonna you lose a lot. Like that is a big port, part of the game. So, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. I think I definitely would something I would have considered considered for my top five games of the year. But I'm just too stressed right now. Like, I I can't add anything else i played this game so late like starting it a week before yeah. our game of the year show I can't believe you haven't finished and it like, by now i finished my first run in less than 10 minutes <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> actually just consider that 
for my first run. But uh, but I yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So if people don't really hear me talk about it. It's just because I started it too late, and I'm not going to put that stress on myself. It's just not going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. It's great. I definitely could have seen maybe, depending on how I stuck with it, how it could have made made. So I definitely see why it was getting a lot of uh, publicity. Yeah, it's just really great writing. So. It's fun. It would be would be fun in it to have down the road to have it like to compare stories of people like you play this with your friends and you all kind of compare like you know what happened to you. So mm-hmm. um I don't I I yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Disco Elysium. If you can't tell by the way I use my walk. <laughs> mama is man, no time. No. I just don't know words. Fish, why do they call her mama? Um because she's Norman Reedus's mama. Eh. Okay, so <laughs> uh, this is the fun way to end the show. The last 15 minutes here, we can just giggle our little uh, brains off and answer weird questions from the audience. So this is going to be a lot of fun, all right? So, Fish, get ready for your final conversation with Chomp Nation, probably, as you giggle and laugh at all their disgusting questions. Are you ready? Let's hear him. I did want to give this last shout out to our good friend Gilbeezy Skit. He mentioned this, and I forgot to read it uh, about our topic of the show. He said, without difficulty options, I'll never play it. I'm honestly just not interested in punishing games. So it wouldn't get my vote because I'd never play it. But nothing should disqualify a game. If it's the best, then it's the best. Uh, and to be clear, I don't want my games to be baby easy. I just enjoy progressing through a game, seeing new c- content, etc. Um, and that's the great thing about our show. We don't do a best game of the year. We do our favorite because best is a terribly dark road. Best. I hate Morgan gave best. up on really best did. years ago. I did. I, did. <laughs> I want to be someone's <laughs> favorite penis, not the best. Exactly. Penis. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, anyways, a lot of great responses to that. Now we have crazy questions. I'm not. I'm not even fucking with you guys. All right, I sampled some of these beforehand, and let me tell you, you're gonna be put on the spot, and so will I. So I'll try to uh, lead the path into darkness, as they say. Um, sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. I have to open the Instagram sticker thing. All right, here we go. Fine, challenge accepted. This is from Alexander Mozier. What is your strangest fetish? Go. I don't have a strange fetish. I will say that I do have a hand and foot fetish. I've always had it. I didn't even know what it was. When I was in high school, I would just be looking at, like, the attractive people in my classes, like, hands and feet. If they were wearing, like, mostly feet, if they were wearing, like, sandals and their feet were well done, I'm like, why am I, why am I fixated on these feet? I don't understand. And then when I got older, I realized it's because I wanted to ejaculate on them. Um, so, Which is why one of my favorite things was uh, since... <laughs> I've painted my nails. It's kind of just always been a thing, but it bothers Morgan oh, no. so much that I really enjoy sending pictures of my nails being painted to Morgan because it really just throws off his his sense it of equilibrium. There, he's like, <laughs> am, "Yeah, am I turned on?" I, yeah, my brain really goes like, mm-hmm. "It's like fighting with myself." I need to have one of those. It's like, I know better. I know better. No, 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 no. But what? yes, maybe. <laughs> No, 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 no. You need to success mm-hmm. this, pass this roll. <laughs> failure, check failure. No. Um, that's mine. Uh, it's not really strange. I think it's a pretty common fetish. Mm. Um, mm. Fish. 
strange fetish. Ugh. Man, I, I don't think I really have, like, a strong fetish towards anything. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, Husks. Mm. I, I'm being honest here. Like, to have a fetish, though. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at Josh. Josh recoiled at that one. He was like... I asked Fish about this before. I was like, how can you not have a single fetish? It was, like, mind-blowing to me. Mm. I was like, you were married for all that time? And like, you're a sexual person. You don't have any like, I don't know. Missionary's just well, so satisfying, guys. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't need any other positions. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, hey, look, I like that. I'm, I'm not. You, fish no, 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 no. Like, this, to be fair, there's everyone shits all over that position. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that mm-hmm. they're called positions because there should be more than one of them. There's not one position in. You know, soccer or speaking something, of, uh, or like anything else. You've got more than the one position. At least you're supposed to. Speaking, speaking of shitting all mm-hmm. over missionary, that is a fetish. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes, not one of mine, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, so fish doesn't have one. I've asked him before. I know that's his answer because I've asked him a million times, and I can't. But I still believe that one day he'll find someone that'll bring it out of him, because. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be able to like something. You have to be like it was very uncomfortable for me the first time I was with my I don't know if it was my ex wife or my one of my girlfriends, and I was like, I this is what I something I think I'm into. Can I try this? Because you feel weird, even though it's not weird. It feels a little weird being comfortable with yourself and being kind of a little bit vulnerable in that way. I remember thinking right. it was strange, and then it and then it became normal, and then I wasn't weirded out by it at all. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right about that. Yeah, it's something that you just have to get comfortable with, um, and and, and of course have like on somebody... more experience out there. You know, just trying new stuff. So, what is something you'd see like if you if there's a, on a woman that you might stare at, like let's say a part of that that's a little unusual, um, mm. that you'd say a part of their body that's not the face. Or their butt or their boobs. Something different. Sometimes like a mole placement or like certain things about like how like not necessarily like discoloration on them, but like like freckles or something like that on a person. Like the placement of where they're at is um, fascinating to me in in regards. But I don't necessarily look for that, you know, in in a woman. But is it it? Is it I'm fixated as in like distraction or okay okay well, let's so you're saying is it like a turn on for you or just something you're you you kind of notice it is something I notice okay, but I don't, that, I, I don't think that yeah I don't really go any further than oh she has a mole on her ear okay that's right fish is too respectful to have uh, fetishes um, and maybe fish is maybe fish's fetish is just human connection he wants <laughs> he needs that he needs. He needs someone that he really cares about deeply, and that's that will turn him on forever. And that's that's very strange in my book. <laughs> Makes me want to puke. What about what about you, Josh? Um, I don't like just like I'm trying to qualify this so it's not just like uh, anyway, like ridiculously skinny isn't like not. I'm not looking for like super angular, but a good angle on on a woman. For example, like some of the best, and I'll, I'll just narrow it down to the to the best too. A good elbow, okay. like there's something about an elbow oh, that just yeah. if it if it <laughs> if it comes to just so bones, yeah, 
You like to a to a just like a a really really pleasing, um, you know, point at the end, but still still lots of muscle there to frame it. Those are pretty great, and also canine teeth. Like, canine yeah, teeth. yeah, really? not not any canine teeth. Like, only only the ones that just kind of they have to stick out just a little just, bit. just a little bit more. Just just the ones that look just yeah. a little aggressive, just a little, like a a good a good set a of canines is 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 pretty hot. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I feel that. I feel that. It can be, you know, that's my public service announcement. Sometimes you can find stuff you like and it can be a detriment because, you know, like you'll learn something you like that might not be possible with your significant other or they might not be something they have. But it's, you know, you'll find other things you love and you love them for who they are. Believe me, I have certain fetishes that it's just, it would be impossible for my wife to pull off. Um, but that doesn't mean uh, that there's a lot of things I love about her, so. It's interesting. Josh, restrain yourself. No, I am. So I am. I, was, <laughs> I had, no. <laughs> so everyone listening, you can always find something. Go to your backup. You need like your top five fetishes <laughs> and you just go down the list. Um, which fish I know that'd be yeah. tough. So I get, top five. oh yeah. Another kind of on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, just good, good joints. Good joints, like joints. any of those, any of those angles that just kind of stick out and. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember what? No, what fish? I just had this come to me. I remember one time you told me that you liked, like that weird spot where like, people's like legs touch or like their thighs touch. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where a woman has uh, kind of meaty thighs, I guess, and. Um, yeah, you'll notice like whenever they start to walk, like if you follow that line, it, it goes up to, you know, the more meatier parts of a woman. And like, sometimes you can <laughs> sometimes there's like, there's just a oh, natural, yeah. like little hole right there. Uh-huh. Um, the gap. So they call it. Yes. There's a gap the right gap. there. Yeah. And sometimes. So like, is it the gap or the touching? I think it's the gap because, like, I would always like stare right into that gap. So the I air. Would think, like I would think at... like I I could see I could see heaven from there. Or so your you know? favorite part of the woman is the part that isn't there. Just that, <laughs> <laughs> the part that's the part missing, you can see exactly, daylight yep. through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh God, I'm gonna miss that. Fish. I really am. It's great. It's great. And the favorite part of the woman is the air going between their legs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Cole Hunley said, "What's more round, a circle or a square?" You know, it's a trick question. It's actually a strand, it connects us all in a in a loop. There you go. We got it. We're all connected. We love you, Cole. Uh, Jason eighty four Wood said, "When was the last time you were deceived by a fart?" You know, oh God, this is an embarrassing story. I think I told you guys this once. I was with this just specimen of a human being for about six months. And one time, yes, in the middle of doing the nasty without warning, I farted. And I remember very distinctly immediately continuing on as if to not, you know, uh, pay attention to it. Like it was pretty obvious in the room. There was a quiet room. The only sounds were moaning, but the the fart kind of echoed, you know, 
in in the room and it was during sex and there's no more embarrassing time to fart during sex. I'll ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever farted during sex? Yes. So you're asking if we've ever had sex. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is the most embarrassing time to fart for me because it can be a mood killer, let's be honest. No matter how into it are, if a girl hears you fart, well... I mean, I guess if you're never mind, never mind. I was gonna make another pedo joke there, but we'll you, not. You might, you might laugh. You know, no bad joke. You might laugh, or it might kind of break. Because I feel like you just when you get in a sexual mode, you kind of switch into like your sex demon self, and then the fart just seems very like goofy. I don't know. That was one I remembered, oh and I just remember like there was a brief pause, and then just back to the action. Pretend it never happened. I to this day never forgot it. Wonder if she did. Hmm. So. You want to read that question again? Have you ever de- were you ever deceived by a fart? So is that what he asked? I was just I didn't see it coming. I didn't know okay. it was coming. All <laughs> right, that's if I would have known it was coming, it wouldn't happen. Believe me, I wasn't just like you know. It was okay, a, I was. Ex- I, I probably ate too much raw noodles that night. Went to like a Chinese place. Big mistake. Never eat noodles if you're gonna bang. So that's horrible. Get the brown rice. Yeah, that was that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the brown God. rice I actually can't eat I'm lactose intolerant so sometimes I forget and I'll take a date to Dairy Queen or something because you know people love ice cream and I will get like a blizzard medium sized cookie dough and then I will just have to hold farts the whole night and it's real embarrassing you know because we're oh, having this romantic conversation painful in my car too. and it just stinks um, what about you Fish? when were you deceived by a fart? Um, does being sick count? Was it more than a fart? Was it a deception shark? <laughs> I, I just want to get it out here and say that I shitted the bed once as an adult. <laughs> but I was yeah, severely I sick and it it, it was yeah. actually, I was asleep. So it wasn't like, there, there was no negotiation between me and my asshole. There wasn't no line of connection there. It was just, you just woke I woke up, up in your own shit. And uh, I felt my... My body just saying, "Oh, well, sorry, we opened up the floodgates without you." And Damn. yeah, it, it was one of those like stomach viruses. And the way the oh, doctor described tough, it, yeah. he was just like, "It sounded fucking horrible." He's like, "Oh, it's just you know one of those uh, ruder type of viruses that just like bore its way through your body, and then once it's gone, it's gone." And I'm just like, "God, that Ooh. sounds disgusting." And that's pretty much how it was. But even a virus didn't um, want to be around fish. Well, I didn't think husks. Could, I didn't think <laughs> yeah. husks could a get bandage. Yep. Huh. Crazy. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been there, man. That's a good one because you don't yeah. see it coming. You're sick. Yeah. Those are horrible. That's just, that mm. sucked. That was the first time I heard the term "sharded." Was in "Along Came Polly" with Ben Stiller and Philip Seymour Hoffman, and the Philip Seymour Hoffman character comes out and says he sharded his pants. I wonder if Philip Seymour Hoffman regrets that role. Uh, Josh, have you ever been deceived by a fart? Not as such. It's a very related story. Um, but uh, you, don't, you don't realize the role certain, uh, certain things play in your life until they're gone. Um, and, and one such thing is the, uh, the hair around your anus, which uh, if you ever mm. remove is basically your fart muffler. And you have to wow. reevaluate exactly how loud any, any gas is going to be once it's no longer there. 
because those cheeks will just slap back and forth, just rattling around anytime oh, you uh, God. God anytime you slap, fart yeah. without uh, without a good uh, <laughs> fur buffer. Maybe that's why mine don't slap. I have so much hair down there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah no. If you no, got that ass asshole, hair, you got a is, silent is, but deadly uh, asshole. It is. It is. Yeah. It's. It is. It is a fart muffler. Silencer. And yeah. it's. A, it's. It's very underappreciated as such. <laughs> the fart muffler. <laughs> I hope that doesn't end up being the podcast name. <laughs> uh, Crumkey said, "I listened to the last podcast. Why are you all judging me on how I watch porn?" So I guess this is I reached out to her and this is because we were knocking on watching porn on game consoles. Um so <laughs> <laughs> thanks for admitting that I will say that I like I always joke about Dreamcast was the first time I ever watched porn on a console and it was great. Broadband connection, gaming porn, man. <laughs> Stories I have watching porn on Dreamcast are really, really sad. Highlight of my life. When you're a kid, you just want you just want an advantage, right? You just want to find any way you can. The blurry lines on the porn channel that you're not paying for. The trying to squeeze oh, yeah. a porn a nude in chat. You know, your friend's Playboy magazine. Um hearing the neighbors fuck loudly. Hear, oh god, that would be the best. That was real. You know, I would give anything yeah. to hear a neighbor fuck. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you. Anything. Mm. <laughs> Which I would give anything. That was the best. Even your fart muffler. <laughs> it was just like something real about it. like, oh my mm. god, it's real sex there. One time, well, no, I can't get into that on the show. That's gonna be a little weird. Um, <laughs> man, that was a good one too. Uh, Reverend Rock and Roll said, "What was the age in which Morgan? Wait, what age was Morgan when he first got his period?" All right, hold on here. Oh, I can tell you, Reverend Rock and Roll. It was back in middle school. Let me get my calendar. I keep track of this. I haven't reached sexual maturity yet, so I'm still waiting. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny the Reverend mentioned this because I had a very vivid dream last night that I've never had in my life where I had a rare uh, affliction of male pregnancy in some sort of dystopian world. I kid you not. I only know this because I never remember my dreams, but I, I had a rare male pregnancy and I went to the doctor with my wife and the way it worked was they could trans, it was like some Hideo Kojima shit. They could cut your umbilical cord and somehow transfer the baby from you to your wife. Um, but it wasn't always successful. So they could cut the cord and it was like a mystical thing. Like they'd cut the cord and then hopefully your wife gave birth to a baby. But they said that if I were to give birth to the baby, it would come out my asshole. So, and it would feel like taking a poop. And then I was terrified because they said that it would come out of my asshole. And I imagined a baby skull coming out of my ass. And that if it didn't work, it'd have It'll to give fit. me a cesarean. So I'd, I'd basically try to squeeze a baby out of my ass. And if it didn't work, I'd have to go into surgery. It's fucking terrifying. A cesarean a C-section of your asshole. <laughs> no, a C- <laughs> It's a backward cesarean that... <laughs> So... Kind of <laughs> tilt you on your side and yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just weird. I just remember in my dream feeling the sensation of having to shit, um, which was gone when I woke up. Weirdly enough, but then being afraid to did because you check I'm like, the what bed? If... Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Believe me, the doctor's like, well, you could if it, you know, you might just be poop or it could be the baby. So I was like, yeah, 
This is terrifying. Anyways, thought that was appropriate. Um, Sector 7 item shop said first gay experience. Now, we are all, all here at the podcast, open and uh, pro civil rights and all sexualities. Sexuality is a sliding scale, as they say. Um, I will tell... I have personally never had a gay experience. If if I was, it would have made my life easier because I could have just married fish early on, and then my whole life would have been taking care of itself. Um, I had had some interesting erotic dreams. When I woke up, I didn't really. I told fish about this one time. One day in my life, I had this incredibly <laughs> vivid dream about sucking cock. Right, and I woke up the next day, and that's all I wanted to do is suck a cock. I didn't do it because I didn't have means to suck a cock. And then the next day, I didn't feel like sucking a cock anymore. But for one day, I had a dream about sucking a cock, and that's all I wanted to do the next day. I was so curious about it. I know that sounds like a weird thing to admit on the podcast, but I'm just being honest. It was really strange. It's a and shame then, you weren't flexible enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too small. <laughs> I'm not going to reach it even if I am flexible. Um, so, yeah, it was really weird. I was like, wow, that was strange. I don't know what it was. It was like a some sort of like fever came over me. Um, that's the closest thing I have for you. Fish, first gay experience. Hmm. That's, uh, I don't, I've never been with another man, so, uh, yeah. I don't think I've had, you know, a really gay experience. Um, come on. That's a coincidence. Neither of any of your partners. (laughs) (laughs) I I apologize. I wasn't, I was not called for. I I like that, Josh. Okay. Hey, look, um, I gave you a dream. If you don't have anything, that's fine. You don't have to feel obligated to answer. Well, no, I, I can't recall any dreams that I've had. Um, I think the the weirdest one was probably just uh, dry humping another man through sheets. But I don't okay. consider that gay. I don't Who know why you would. <laughs> You know what? There was I, a day in the apartment. I think you know who, Morgan. I think you know who. There was that time in the apartment where I woke up. I do remember we were in a unique position. Um, I thought we were just drunk. Uh, mm. Yeah, we we were, among only, other things, and yeah. Only those sheets weren't there. Who knows? Josh, do you feel? Do you want to answer this question? No obligation. I don't think I have anything to say really. So, okay. Yeah. Not that That's I can think I of. Have. So. I know Leslie thought she was going to trip me up there, uh, Sector 7, but you you can't. Mm. You can't trip me up, right? I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you too much. Let's see. Uh, Tony S. said, what are your guilty pleasure games? So let's go around the way. Uh, people would think all my games of the year are guilty pleasure games because they seem to hate them. But um, I was a <laughs> uh, guilty pleasure game. That's a good question. Guilty pleasure. Did it say of this year? Or just no, just okay. in general. All right, I was curious. I'm just trying to think of one example of something I feel kind of shameful about enjoying. I don't play mobile games anymore, but definitely when I was kind of sad, I used to play Fire Emblem on mobile and that that uh, Jurassic World game. I always laugh with you guys about. Anytime I play anything on the phone, I feel dirty about it. To be honest with you, um. I mean, kind of. I felt kind of guilty playing Borderlands. It's kind of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Loot games now, and I I like them, but I I understand the the di- You know, I understand the role. I know what's going on yeah. in my brain. 
Um, even though I like, you know, there's a lot of good things about Borderlands too. I just loot games. What about you? Hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't really play anything that's... Hmm. Let me think. Fish don't doesn't feel pleasure playing video games. Only guilt. So. <laughs> Only guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just usually for me, games. it's like like whenever I'm playing a looter type of game, like going back to Diablo three over the years, like I definitely feel the guilt of like I've played through this game, you know, hundreds of times. I've been through, even though these dungeons are randomly generated, I know exactly where to head towards and everything. And, like, part of me just feels guilty for experiencing the same thing I've already experienced. But I find, you know, there's a little bit of pleasure of going through something that's, you know, a known quantity in a game. And, um, yeah. 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 I've got mine though. I, I I realized that I was just going through my list there. Picross, like I love Pick the Picross games, um, yeah. to the point where earlier this year there was a uh, an Overlord anime tie-in Picross game that came out with like a bunch of you know uh, Overlord themed uh, puzzles, and I I got that, and it also has like little kind of vignettes from the story with each of the different characters as you like after you beat so however many levels it's it's i i needed picross bad enough that uh that i got this weird tie-in to an anime that i haven't watched um <laughs> to have more picross yeah. levels so that's great um that's, that's that's a good one actually yeah cool oh i was gonna say uh, probably for me some of the um like some of the Kojima stuff when like the, I think a lot of the story I actually in Death Stranding, I really like, but there's definitely like, I'd say like 20% of it is like hammy and seeing Kojima stuff that I enjoy. Oh my goodness. Even you've only, you've only noticed 20% of the game. No, no. It's only about 20%. <laughs> uh, so 20% of uh, certain chapters. Uh, chapter nine in particular is the most interesting, I would say, in that regard. But yeah, it's kind of like a fun anime, silly thing that kind of makes you shake your head. Although, I mean, look, there are moments that I don't enjoy, but that's probably a guilty pleasure, I would say, yeah. just because the production values are so high and they're such an <laughs> yeah. such a belief. No, every every now and then something happens in one of his games, and you have to put your hands on your hips and tilt your head to the side mm-hmm. as the as the audience. All goes, aww, and you go, Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. 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 And the studio audience laughs and goes, aww. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that little yeah, scamp. The... <laughs> you you did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh, Justin Timey Wimey said, what video game character have you masturbated to more than any other? Well, look, I, as a... I generally, as a adult, I'm going to use a porn site. I'm not going to masturbate to a video game character anymore. Not that I wouldn't. I just have access to. But as a kid, oh, it was Lara Croft, baby, all day, every day. I had the centerfold hanging in my room. Um, these are back. I was like, you know, like 14 years old, whatever, 12. I had this. I don't even know if I was really masturbating at that time. Probably like hopeful masturbation, masturbation in spirit, really. Um, but if I had to pick one, it had to have been more. I can't even 
man, I would fantasize about being in certain games and being characters, but it was never really sexual, oddly enough. Like, pulled out magazines before and taken to the bathroom when I was a kid, but never even, never a video game character that I can think of, honestly, other than Laura Croft when I was very young. And I don't even really think I was actually considered that masturbation. Wish I had a better answer for you, Justin Timey Wimey. How about I'll give you this? How about this? In porn, people dressed up as characters? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a hundred I can name. I mean, Overwatch porn, Tomb Raider porn, uh, Fire Emblem porn, you name it. I don't know if that counts. What about you, Fish? Have you ever masturbated to a video game character not named Tifa? Mm. Probably. Red 13, then? <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have to report you, Fish. That's, <laughs> you, you You know, I opened up a lot of doors mm. for you. I didn't expect the bestiality door to yeah. get open. <laughs> Maybe that's one of my fetishes, actually. I'm a, hit, I'm a hidden fairy here. <laughs> He's a furry. Fish is a hidden furry. You never know. Someone said that know. to me. They're like, you know what? You can laugh about furries all you want, but what if you dressed up as a furry and somebody else did and you banged them and you liked it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Who am yeah. I to judge? Exactly. I don't, hate, I don't hate on furries. I don't hate on anyone. Um, Josh, do you want to add anything to this? It's, it's less that we're hating on furries and hating on fish. Thinking that he has an interesting characteristic. Oh, that's Thanks, Josh. <laughs> wow, Josh is Josh is bringing I'm the sorry. pain. I've, oh. One of our uh, one of our viewers on Twitch this week redeemed a uh, a phone call to uh, to call fish and and harass him on stream. And I've just I, I had to put some effort into that. And I've I've been thinking of them the rest of the week since then about different things I can harass him with. Just yeah. Just torment fish with and and yeah. Anyway, Josh, it's been my life for the past three years for the podcast. Really, I know, but I'm good at it. So it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I'm I'm doing it on everyone now. It's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything you want to comment on? This is a tricky one for you, Josh. I don't really hear you ever talk about video game characters that you would. Yeah, you know. I mean, I can't think of any. Like. Not really. As such, I'm trying to think. Okay, that's fine. I mean, if it doesn't yeah. come right to your head, yeah, nothing immediately. It pops to mind, so probably not. I um, I was hearing. I don't know if you guys know about this so far, but someone asked us in the next comment about the Pokemon Sword and Shield meta. Moslicker said, uh, "Are you going to comment about the new meta for competitive Pokemon?" I heard the the Dynamaxes were causing a stir. And I was trying to find an Artica, article about that. Um, do you guys know anything right now about the... I mean, we haven't had a chance to get into that just yet, but do you guys have anything on the Pokemon meta while I, while I look this up? Um, Not that I know of. I mean, we mentioned I the Dynamax really being slightly easier to balance around, but also because there are so few of them. And they're a pain in the ass to get. Um, it's probably slightly stale as far as just, you know, the actual options you've got. Because um, it's so strong, you're not going to want to not have a Dynamax Pokemon, which is going to kind of be your your anchor there for a decent part of it. Anyway, it's 
Well, one of my favorite writers, Patrick Klepek, does have an article up on Vice. Pokemon's new Dynamax feature is already controversial in competitive play. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, one of the big hooks for this year's Pokemon Sword and Shield is the ability to make Pokemon real big. through a feature called Dynamax. A big Pikachu is cool, yes? A Pikachu the size of a Kaiju? Better, of course. The game also includes a variant called uh, Gigantamax, um, and, which is basically you know, the same thing. Um, but it says while, but Dynamax is hell for game balance. And while it's cool to play with in single player, one of the most influential Pokemon competitive communities, Smogon, which we used to go to, is now outright banning Dynamax from certain forms of competitive play. Yeah. Damn. Smogon said, this is from their tweet. The results of our latest suspect test are in with 241 votes, a 86% majority Dynamax and Gigantamax have been removed. So they took out the one new feature from competitive play. That's got to be a blow. To... Well, again, like I was saying, the issue is that any of them can Dynamax and you just get more health. It's not, it's whatever. Like you're, the Pokemon you like will stick around longer. The issue mm-hmm. is the uh, Gigantamax Pokemon that get completely new forms and all their stats go up. Um, yeah. Those so it's not just they've got too. more health. They will just completely wreck you because they're like way stronger than even a lot of the legendary Pokemon that have been essentially legendary Pokemon have been permanently banned since they just forever in competitive Pokemon. Um, and this gives you three turns of essentially a legendary um, with those. So I, that's interesting, Josh, because I would think that if both people have a Dynamax or a Gigantamax that you could balance it because you each have the same tool at your disposal so I'm curious, granted, we're going to get into the competitive scene a little later with each other, but I'm curious to see how that works out because that's a bummer to hear. Well, I, I, think it's, I think it's kind of the issue is that it takes less. The typing doesn't even matter as much because the stats go up so much. That, so much. Like, oh, I'll, I'll switch something out. Like, you're obviously going to Gigantamax this one. because it's kill three Pokemon. Boom, yeah, boom, like you yeah. switch in, and even if it's a strong type against it, you do so much damage. Um, that it's just like there's not really playing a, playing around it other than, you know, bringing in one of your other Pokemon, which, yeah, it's just it's kind of it it creates a lot of issues like we were kind of theorizing earlier. I wonder that would be a big blow to me when I think about the legacy of this game as much as I've enjoyed it because that's a unique part of the game and if we play it with Dynamax and we're not happy I mean win or lose I think we should do the Dynamax because that's part of what they did even if we're not happy with it but that seems disappointing to me if that's the case um, because that's the big new feature and if it's not balanced properly for that then again you know those communities can be very particular and very hardcore and they might just not be a fan of how that makes it might not imbalance it but maybe they just don't like the I way it I think it makes it, it too random because like like I bit. said, if you don't happen to have the right typing, you can't even really yeah. switch out to. Yes, like you, you have, have no to chance already have the it. right thing in yes. play before they go gigantic. Yeah, yeah, before they just yeah. you know beef up their Pokemon and just destroy you. Fuck, that's so. true. Yeah, because they would just take a couple out, boom, 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 Mm-hmm. and then. Or you'd waste yours. If you could get them to waste their Gigantamax before you could use that, almost seems like the play there. Yeah, the like, same get, thing. Like you're going to end up with either a meta that's all walls that just use protect over and over again or something like that. Um, or, you know, just a completely random 
you know, hope that you don't lose the role on, you know, whoever's taking these massive hits to begin with. So, yeah, that's sad. Mega evolutions are starting to sound a lot better now, aren't they? Uh, JS no, it's Yark- literally the same problem, but worse uh, because they don't go away, which is why those were banned permanently as well. Were they? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were. They've basically all these crazy buffs um, between, you know, like, yeah, like all of them. They've done something like this the last several gens, and it's always instantly banned because it's just not balanced well. Like it's, it's then what the fuck are we supposed to do? Just not God use them. That's kind of what we've always ended up then doing. It's just the same. It's always been at that point. Yeah. Yep. Why don't you just shit all over my dreams, Josh? I've. I Have you not been fetish. paying attention Shitting. to our show? Shitting that's... on my dreams. That's Josh's fetish. <laughs> 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 that's <laughs> why I'm here. <laughs> Open your skull. Okay, so J.S. Yarto, our good friend Jeffrey, left three, so let's just pick one. Um, pick oh, two. Pick your own order of the sword chomp human centipede. You can't be the front. Hey, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. That doesn't work. Somebody's got to be the front. Uh, we'll make Rich the front. Hmm. And then I want to be second. You want to be second? Behind. Yeah. Now, I want to be behind Fish because he is the cleanest asshole. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I want to be last. I don't want to share my ass with anybody. Well, well no, still... actually, I want to be in the middle. I want to get both ends covered for sure. Mm. <laughs> Wait, how do you go from not wanting to, how do you go from wanting to be in the back to, I want both to be covered now? Okay. Well, I didn't want to be behind you for sure. So. Oh, you don't want to be behind my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for anybody who has to be behind <laughs> No, I think you want to be, if you can't be first, you want to be last. Because uh, whoever is in the back is going to die of malnutrition first. So if you're before them, at some point mm. you're going to have a corpse hanging off your ass that <laughs> is not going to be eating anything any longer, so it's going to start getting backed up. Yeah, I can't even think about a human centipede without vomiting, so we got to yeah. move on. I find that whole thing horrifying uh, deeply. All right, we just to our last few here. Jaboy said, how do you think the PS is doing with sales while Xbox has that Game Pass? I keep thinking on it. Um, Game Pass is great, but Xbox is kind of where it's at, and people you know, enjoy it for what it is. It's kind of, the thing with PlayStation is it crushed it. I guess we're going to have to see what the PS5 does, right? Because that we now have the new Xbox system. But it's hard for me to imagine that the Xbox console will lift to the heights of 360 again. I think it's already kind of found its niche of people that enjoy the Xbox brand, while PlayStation is huge. And I think it'll, I think next, I honestly believe my theory is that the next cycle will look about the same. I think Xbox will do about as well as they are now. And I think that PlayStation 5 will do about as well as, as PS4 did. That's just what I think. I th- I think Xbox Xbox has a, a little bit more I don't know think the Game Pass sounds great but also like I think if they if they're going to integrate more or make more games able to um transfer along with the systems like Xbox One X games are compatible with this new system yeah. um 
uh, or playing a game uh, or buying a game on Microsoft uh, Windows uh, on your PC and being able to play it on the console as well, tied to your account. I, I think having all those types of services um, probably puts it a little over the edge. Uh, gives it a kind of an edge over PS5 as far as um, that goes, but um, I don't necessarily think console gamers look to that type of stuff. It, it's a nice feature, you know, but like if you have a PC and a console, like you, you can easily go back and forth between them. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They already have their audience now. I just think that they'll get off to a better start, but there's, right. I think all the people that buy Xbox now will probably buy the next one, right? Yeah. It's likely to Probably. Assume. I think so. Yeah. And everyone who buys a PlayStation will probably buy the PlayStation 5. So, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to see something really changing unless somebody fucks something up big time. So, I don't know. PlayStation's always going to have those. Because it, it, Halo, I just don't see Halo Infinite being what Halo was. I would love to be wrong about that, but it's just hard for me to imagine it's suddenly back in the sun, you know? Why are they still making Halo games? Like, I guess it's because it's their only IP. So that's kind of their only option. So they could make more Gears games. Oh, that's right. They do make Gears. I didn't even think about that because it's on PC now. Like, since they've started putting their stuff on PC, like, I have zero reason to ever get an Xbox. Right. Like, ever again. Like, I can just play it all on PC because they've. They've kind of yes. merged their two platforms, and but and that's what they want because they have yeah. their PC Game Pass, and they're okay with that, I think. Mm-hmm. But they there's people like me who I like the power of the PC, but I like I prefer the console leaks. Game Pass is awesome, man. Like the Untitled yeah. Goose Game just popped up on there, and I was waiting for this comment to talk about that because my I talked about it in the intro. My daughter has been playing the uh, the Goose Game, and I played it a little bit, and I just wanted to try it out. So it's like the perfect kind of game for mm-hmm. Game Pass. And that game is really cute and charming. Uh, frustrating because I don't know how to make the man wear his fucking sun hat. God damn it. <laughs> Why won't he put his sun hat on, motherfucker? Um, but yeah, like my daughter will just like grab random objects in that game. And she'll be like, Dad, I'm just dragging the stuff to this area. This is my little goose house. This is where I live. And she like role plays when she plays games. She doesn't even play the way you're supposed to. It's really cute. But that goose <laughs> that goose game, it's it's... It's interesting. Like I like playing games where you're kind of on a different scale, like we were talking about earlier, and you're a goose, so the world is like a little bigger to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like moss where you're a mouse, but like everything's bigger. And uh, you know, I it kind of made me wish it was the raccoon game because you steal a lot of stuff. And I used to love those videos uh, of like raccoons stealing people's shit. I always thought those were really cute. So and gooses are I fucking don't like geese, man. I think they're dumb. Mm. Um, I th- I know that's the appeal with this game is it's a dumb goose and he goes ah ah you know and I I get it, but I mean does anyone actually like geese? If it were a raccoon, they just would have immediately killed it. Like there's there's no way a <laughs> no, raccoon could get into this so much trouble without just uh, you know. It's from play. It's from uh the it's from mm-hmm. Play Dead, and yeah, it's like inside. But every time you get caught, you see the person actually murder the animal. Yeah, no, no. Like, they get out a hoe <laughs> and just bring it down right get on your neck. Good. So yeah, That would be brutal. That would make you never want to get caught. I'd tell you that shit. Uh-huh. Um, 
But that game is tricky though because you just figure stuff out. But they like I don't know how I'm supposed to get this guy to take his hat off. One time when I was had the game paused, I saw him just take his hat off and scratch his head, and I was like, so I unpa- I've never <laughs> seen him do that again. Josh, how do I get him to take his hat off? Just tell me. Do you have to get him to take his hat off? One of the things that said you have to get him to wear his sun hat, which yeah. is the hat that's hanging from the door. Do you, I assumed uh, he had to... do you have to get him to take his hat off? I don't know. What's the I other alternative he... to that? I imagine he wouldn't wear two hats at the same time. No, so he's not going to wear take... two hats at the same time, but... Take the one off. Then steal it. And then he has to put a new hat on. What am I missing? You're jumping ahead a step. Get him to wear his sun no, hat. No, no. Why would he take it off? Why is, why is that the assumption? Oh, I have to take the, his hat off for him. Yeah. you. But I'm a goose. I'm nowhere near his head. You aren't. Why would I get... So if you riddles. can't convince him to take <laughs> his hat off, you'll have to find a way to take it from him. Fuck. Won't I tried you? scaring him. I tried <clears throat> walking up behind him and going... Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get that to do anything. Did I do it wrong? <laughs> you just just keep looking around. You'll see. Watch what he does. You'll figure something out. See what see how he responds to different things. So uh, I'd imagine you just have to shit on his head and take it right <laughs> off. Well, this goose they don't fly. They just flutter. They mm. don't fly. Mm. Don't you know anything about geese, fish? No. <laughs> I know nothing. Apparently, <laughs> untitled geese game. Uh, it is fun. It's one of those games you just play with the settings. Like they don't tell you anything. You're just like, oh, if I take this key, he'll chase me. If I tr- if I quack the sprinkler and turn it on, he gets mad because his sprinkler's on and he runs out of his gate. It's one of those games where you just kind of play with the mm-hmm. environment. My my daughter fucking loves it. Fish, you should show your daughter the goose game. She'd probably love it. Okay. It was a phenomenon. I showed my sister. My sister came over the other day to pick up her niece, and she's like, oh, the goose game. I mm-hmm. see this all over the internet. And I'm like, fucking <laughs> goddamn mm-hmm. Fucking goose game. Um, it's no, you'd love game. it. It's not that long. You could play the whole thing in a couple hours. Yeah, if you don't get stuck like me, if you're not a dum-dum like I am. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, Fish has enough on his plate, Josh. He's got one year till game of the year, all right? Although you could probably beat the goose game in like an hour. But there's no point. Is Goose Game going to be in your top five games of the year? That'd be maybe, great if it just comes maybe, on here. He's maybe. like, number one, by Goose default, Game. By <laughs> default, him finishing a third game puts it in his top five. There you go. Oh, oh, yeah. Drop that bomb. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you're prioritizing by games you finished, there's not going to be much mystery on this list. I'm just kidding. Um, God, only, only God knows what, what Fish does. He can't read a husk's mind. All right, so the last one I had here was um, Chice196 said, do you think anything's going to surpass The Last of Us 2 or Cyberpunk 2077 this year? No, no, not likely. But Doom Eternal could be great. They, It's hard to imagine Cyberpunk not being the greatest. I can't think of anything else that looks more interesting than Cyberpunk, but you never know until you get your hands on it. Um if it's going to live up to the expectation. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks fantastic. And so if we're talking about big budget AAA stuff, I mean, mm. it's hard to imagine Cyberpunk or 
The Last of Us 2 not really just being insane. Just, you know, the console launch is a big question mark. What's yeah, it really is. The... They've given us so little. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming based off of the tiny bit they showed us, Hellblade should be next year, end of the year. Could so be. So that, yeah. that could be, that could that be up could there. Be at least up there. Nintendo, we have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah, nothing. They're like still, they'll, they'll us, Yeah, I'm sure we'll get something fairly soon. New direct mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Uh, kind of giving us something to go off of there. Wait, there, there is there Animal Crossing coming <gasps> out? Oh, that's right. Or, I'm sorry, Fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think okay. that's... That, I'm yeah. excited for that game, but I don't... I don't, I'm not I don't think that's going to be, like, yeah. something that... No, Although, I, mean, I don't know. Crossing. Everyone seemed to, like... Really latch onto the phone version. So now that everybody has a switch, maybe they'll just. Who knows? We'll see. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be better than The Last of Us Two, but you know, who knows? We'll see. True. True. Um, Lynn's underscore I said, "Why am I alive?" Fish asks himself that question every day and still doesn't have an answer. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah, all all you could do is just keep on going, man. Just keep husking on, and eventually you'll find out why exactly you're alive. And if it or upsets you, you, you know, oh well. Or you won't find out. Yeah, that too. Um, look, Linz, Kojima teaches us that life is about the connections we make. Okay, that is why we're alive. It's about the people and the friendships we form. So, and you know, check the organ donor box on your license. Yes. Yeah, that's, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, if only we could donate penises to those in need. Those with, those with tiny penises. With just a little need. Like, oh, this guy was in a hideous car wreck, but he's got a big schlong. Quick, put it on ice. Woo, woo, woo. And then Fish is just like excitedly hugging his family. The big day came. The big day came. <laughs> I made it up on the list. And he goes in for surgery and they just attach this huge dong to him. And then he's like, oh, it's got a graft to you. It's going to take about a week. So if it feels like it's resisting your body at first, don't be alarmed. Yeah. Um, it's fighting you at first. It's like <laughs> struggling. One can only hope they hit that lotto. And then eventually you have your... Last question. Hakuna Matata, our good friend, says, Fish, what is your best memory from being with Sword Chomp. We will miss you, buddy. Aw. Um, gonna miss you guys, too. Um, That's a lot. This is true, also. Um, <laughs> hmm. My best memory of being with Sword Chomp. I don't know. I think... Being able to see you guys every week and just um, kind of just see how you guys are as lives are going through the podcast is um, I'm going to definitely miss that a lot. Um, just being able to, you know, um, have this Skype, Skype conversation, see you guys on video. Um, it, it's it, it, it's great in that regard. Like, it, I don't think... Um, a lot of people necessarily do this. Um, well, I know Josh does this, but like, I don't necessarily think a lot of people do like you know Skype sessions like this. Who are friends, you know, but live you know in thousands of miles apart and are able to you know 
um, actually Face physically time. FaceTime is the new hotness yeah. now. So people. <laughs> oh, is it okay? Okay, well, I, I don't have an Apple, so yeah. well, maybe that's your first step to your recovery. Fish, you get an Apple product. Okay, that's the first. Step. <laughs> ah, okay. That's what's wrong with me. Damn it! Was there an event? How about this? Was there a specific event? you remembered enjoying the most, if anything? What's the first thing that pops in your mind? <sighs> Something you, we did as a group. Go. Mm. Did as a group. You hate us. I get it. <laughs> no, probably that first time we actually had a Pokemon tournament together, I thought was great, because um, we actually we got on Skype to do that. Um, that wasn't a and... part of Sword Chomp. That was no, it wasn't. Sword yeah. Chomp. Well, yeah. I, kind of was like a well, that was like at the beginning that was at, in a blaze of lies <laughs> <laughs> no that was at the beginning of the year wasn't it of the it was like before that summer and everything Mm-mm. that was a long time ago we started wow. this in 2016 yeah we started the show in 2016 mm-hmm. and that that skype one we did was when i lived with my ex-wife because i did that in my living room yeah but it was still the same year though no, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. It would have been 20, probably even 24. Well, it was the year right after Pokemon X and Y came out. So that makes it easy. I can look it up. 2015? Pokemon X and Y came out in October of 2013. So it would have been Jan- 2014. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm horrible with uh, <laughs> my memory as far <laughs> as dates go and this, events. This is the best perfect show to remember fish in uh just you think about fish as a person his answers the best part uh, of a woman being the air between her legs or his best memory mm-hmm. of us being something we never did for sword chomp i mean there's so many beautiful <laughs> memories here that you can cherish uh, <laughs> right in a way that right. only fish yeah. can provide there's there's something here for everyone to to take and hold host close to their heart and and misremember later mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. it's true <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, you can't. It's no big deal, fish. I mean, they were only two years apart, um, so <laughs> only two years. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel horrible. Well, that was that. fun, man. We did have. So hopefully, we have another. I mean, because we're still gonna be hanging out and stuff. So hopefully, we are, if we do have that Pokemon tournament next month, which I think we're planning on doing, once we get caught up on all of our chomping after darks and stuff. Which, by the way, are special special spoiler shows you can get for our ten dollar Patreon tier. Um, and I know that's a hardcore kind of tier, but if you support what we do, there's going to be some really incredible podcasts coming to our $10 tier. I have this one I'm doing right now where I'm just going to read old magazine reviews. It's like an ASMR thing, um, but but for nerds. like if you, Because I have this fascination with old video game magazines like EGM. And I'm just going to find old classic reviews and read them um, in a relaxing way. For example, I will give... You guys, a teaser right now. This is Link's Awakening from EGM, very old magazine. This is um, the first review for Link's Awakening, and it was given an 8 by this person named Steve Harris, I believe. They actually didn't put his name on here, which is kind of awkward. They just put the score. Uh, This is how old EGM was. It says, amazing. This Game Boy version of Zelda is almost as good as the Super NES version. What Nintendo didn't do was simply make the exact game for the portable system. Instead, they made a completely different game altogether. Wow! Some of the new options, like your ball and chain, buddy, are great. 
that was that was their four line review this guy gave of uh, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. I just love old reviews because they're so like straight into the point and pulpy, you know. Like that was his big kicker. Your ball and chain, buddy, are great. Eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really old one. I found a bunch of hidden ones today. I found Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I found Panzer Dragoon. Which, by the way, Fish, that was one of those games I always wanted you to try because you love those on-rail shooters, and the Panzer Dragoon games are like mm-hmm. these really elegant Japanese on-rail shooters, and they actually have one on Game Pass. Which is yeah, cool. and I did actually play that, and it's difficult as shit. Yes, it is. It's really difficult. Like, I thought... Okay, when you think when you think of those on rail, you shooters, thought the gummy ship. You thought because you were good at the gummy ship, you were gonna crush it. That, but also like you actually have to physically move your camera around, and a lot of times there's no sense of where the enemies are coming from, where they're um, gonna come from. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like how far away, and it was very hard to parse between seeing. I guess it was a mini map. I'm not sure of where the enemies were coming and where you're. Which one Camel was it? Was, was it Orta or Saga? Orta. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the boss, I got up to the boss and the boss was, oh my gosh. What a grueling boss fight that is. Holy shit. I don't think I fit, I don't think I beat it, but... And I, there must be something I'm doing wrong as far as like... It, uh, it takes using... a while to learn because you're like doing the lock-on, multiple yes. attacks. And yeah. Those games are tougher. Yeah, they do take a while because you feel like you're not quite getting the hang of it. It's like a little bit like, they're like, I should like, I should be doing more. Am I locking on right? Am I not hitting the right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, was, did you like it though? Um, right? it was okay. Like, um, I was surprised by like the, it was just weird. Like seeing a girl like in a prison being broken out by this dragon. And then you get that dragon. It was kind of cool actually. Like seeing that, like old school type of like almost arcade RP. almost yeah. yeah storytelling type of thing and i was just like yeah this is kind of neat to like this is something that i probably would have loved as a kid and like <sighs> you would have that was the yeah. xbox one which was i mean the art is only going to hold up so well at the time because that was an xbox one game or an xbox original xbox game Fuck, right see they're naming shit Fuck them. i know that's the dumbest <laughs> thing oh my god it really is, it really is dumb and then there was the the Panzer Dragoon that everyone really gets creamy over was the one that I think was um, Sega Saturn. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Panzer Dragoon uh, Saga was one of the most sought after. And anyways, those on rail shooters are fun. They just, they're memorization based. So you just do the level enough and you, because it's a short game, like you can run through that whole game very quickly. I imagine it's an hour to two hours, but it's difficult. So it's designed around memorization. Anyway, tangent aside... I found a bunch of see. I was, I was. I didn't know you played it. That's cool. Um, I play. I have a bunch of cool stuff coming to our ten dollar Patreon here. Patreon dot com slash Swordchomp. Help us out. All, we're gonna be a lot better with our money this year because Fish will be throwing it all away at the strip club. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can never make that joke again. I have to get it out. I know. Good there grief, go, guys. It's it's been really tough trying to convince him to not make it hail at the. Uh... At the strip club, <laughs> he just crinkles him in the balls. No, 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 no. He, he rolls in there with a roll of quarters and just chucks oh, handfuls. Shit. Damn, chucks handfuls of them at the. That's what make it hail means. Mm. Good God, make it hail. Oh, fuck, sounds That's dangerous. Br- <laughs>
They're just like, you know, it's a good night with fish if you come in with a bunch of welts all over your body. <laughs> <laughs> they just, all the strippers just start screaming, fish is here, everybody run! Ah! All right. Uh, <laughs> fuck. That sounds, it's just supposed to be a joke. Look, I'm pro sex work in strip clubs. It's just supposed to be a joke, people. Let's not get all, let's not get all up in arms about it. just anti-quarters. Right. Yeah. yeah. My wife is here. She'd be like, that's a joke about harming sex workers. But no, it's not. It's a joke about fish. It's a joke about fish being cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Making that dollar stretch. Um, Four quarters at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. Well, it's been a lot of fun. We went through a lot of topics today, and even with just the three of us, we managed to hit about the three-hour mark. So, But you know what? A lot of people have messaged me lately that these shows helped them on their travel and getting through stuff. So um, I'm glad that we can kind of help... People get through those days and know how that can be the work life, the grind. Mm-hmm. Um, help the, and we don't have a lot of fish left, so we got to get the most out of it. Anyways, it's been a lot of fun. Josh, I want to thank you for being here from Michigan, fish from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp, myself, Morgan. I'm here from Montana. And next week will be our game of the year shows spectacular. Um, there should be two giant game of the year shows, and then we will take New Year's off for. Recharging before the new year starts. And look, it's just going to be the three of us, but we're going to be working with some guest hosts. Maybe we'll have some new, we're exploring some options for other hosts as well, but it's all in the making. But Sword Chomp is still going to be here chomping away. Nothing's going to change, I promise. Mm hmm. Except Fish will be gone. <laughs> Nothing else is going to change. <laughs> Um, unless we kidnap him and force him to podcast the rest yeah. of his life. You'd be throwing your own quarters in 2020. <laughs> it's just, it just, it just fish tied up in his little, in his little podcast closet there being forced to podcast. Um, and he can't actually play any of the games anymore, but I just yell at him anyway for not playing them. So, Oh God. Man, it sounds like hell. It's a dark hellscape. Uh, Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, We'll be back next week with an all-new chunk.